There we go. All right. We're letting MC Ernest have a shot at running the board today. And he lost his perfect game in literally the first batter of the game. That's all right. That's all right. Not everybody can be Kyle Bradish. I understand that. Kyle Bradish, of course, was dominant for eight and two-thirds last night. We're going to bounce back, though. Like, we're going to bounce back, lead off double, double, then you retire the next 27 hitters. The game's over. That's the way it's going to go. Uh, Mike is we're giving him a shot at uh, learn. This part of our internship program here at uh, Glenn Clark Radio is we want that you to is learn. only true if my microphone is on. Your microphone is on. You're good. Oh, man. You're good. Man, you was... are good. Mine was not. That's okay. Maybe MC Ernest was trying You're to say only something. The host of the show. Well, but maybe he was trying to say something. Maybe yeah, he was I trying got, to make a I statement. I gotta make sure. It's yeah, that good. that that perhaps I shouldn't be the one that's leading the show. That's maybe what was going on there. <laughs> Um, it is a Friday. That's those are mine. Uh, it's a Friday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. Stan the Fan Charles is in studio with us as he is every Friday. Good to see you, sir. Good to see you and the the young men here in the uh, studio. Today's show is brought to you by Live Casino and Hotel and the FanDuel Sportsbook, which is the best place to watch and bet all of the games this weekend. Whether it's college football Saturday, including Maryland-Michigan, whether it's NFL Sunday, including Ravens-Patriots, make your plans to spend your weekend in the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel. They're adding more self-service kiosks. They've got the bet pads available. You can just camp out all day and win money, hanging out, enjoying the delicious food at Sports and Social, and watching and betting on football on their 100-foot media wall. All weekend mm, hello, long in the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Email events at sportssocialmd.com in order to reserve your spot. Coming up this morning, uh, our buddy Dan Crowley, former Towson quarterback and someone who's been working in the athletic department at Towson for a long time. Uh, he has departed Towson University, and he has a new gig running um, a collective running a you know a, ch- a charity slash NIL collective that the University of Maryland has partnered with for their football program called the Best is Ahead Foundation. He's going to explain it to us. Um, I know the charity aspect is very important to them, but for Maryland fans, it, this is supposed to be the moment where Maryland football arrives in the NIL market and gets to the place where they can compete with other big schools uh, for kids that are thinking about Maryland, might think about Maryland, and understand that they're going to have opportunities to profit off of their name, image, and likeness. So we will talk to Dan Crowley about all of that. Bo Smolka, Press Box Ravens beat writer, will check in with us a little bit later on. We will preview the Patriots with former Terp Scott Zolak, of course, radio cuddler analyst for the New England Patriots. And before the show is over today, we will get you segment number three of the Tyus Bowser Show with special guest Marlon Humphrey. So a busy day ahead. Um, pleasant night at the ballpark last night, Stan. Did you did you go out last night? No, I had the uh, seven oh, o'clock had, yeah, Zoom Pete with uh, yeah. Pete Karinji, and uh, I was aghast to see these great T-shirts that they were giving out. The Gunnar oh, yeah. Henderson shirt, so yeah. nice. My when, when we got them, my brother like looked at it and he was like, "Who is that on the shirt?" Because yeah. it does. Doesn't, doesn't remotely look like no, or, no, it does not. Yeah, what's, there's no hair there. Like, what, I know. What, I, like, what's that all about? It was a about? big opportunity. They could have threw the. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that's all about. Yeah. But, <laughs> but that was a good night. Yeah, good night. Other than that, very good night. Hat, yeah. Um, obviously, a nice warm reception for Trey Mancini. Um, it was t- it was touching to watch. I agree. It, really it, was. it was touching. It was touching to see that, and uh, you could tell how much it meant to Trey, and he stepped out of the box and. 
you know, allowed everybody to have the moment. They played his walk-up song. I thought that was really yeah, cool. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. That was great. Everything about that was great. And even better, he didn't do any damage. That's that <laughs> makes Nobody it. Nobody did any damage. No actually. one did any damage. Kyle Bradish was dominant. Look, I mean, the reality is what it is. They're still four games back of a, of a wild card spot with very little time left to try to overcome that. Um, you know, as was pointed out to me earlier in the week, you could also say. They're three games back of making the final series with the Blue Jays matter. Like, if they could just get within three of the Blue Jays, then they'd be alive going into the final series of the year, and they would have to come away with a sweep, but they would at least have it the control of their destiny at that point. Well, what we needed to happen between Toronto and Tampa is kind of back- backfired. You know, uh, we really needed this series. We wanted, since Toronto jumped well ahead of us, we wanted them to like sort of sweep Tampa Bay, and mm-hmm. in Game One, Tampa Bay uh, was victorious. Yep, that would have been ideal. Yeah. It would yeah. have been an ideal circumstance. But so, again, look, look, uh, you know, it's it's interesting. Peter Schmuck wrote a column for Baltimore Baltimore and I didn't know what he was writing. He was sitting right next to me, and I wrote a column the next day, and it was basically about playoffs aside. Is there something to be gained for the Baltimore Orioles this year by finishing on the upswing? And I maintain it's it is important. You know, wouldn't it be terrible if all of a sudden the last fourteen games cost them even a five hundred oh, season? Be, be, I mean, it would feel it, like it, it, it would feel like demoralizing. It wouldn't change me. the fact that we could all be able to say there was progress made yeah. and it was a pleasant season. But I understand what you're saying. Like it would just be a, a gut punch yeah. for it to all come apart at the end of the year. Well, they were still a losing team. That like they, yeah. it would be a gut punch. Yeah, it, it's it changes the narrative a little if they finish strong. I, I would almost say, Stan, now that the Rays have won the first game of that series, mm-hmm. you just root for the Rays the rest of the weekend. Like you just, you just. One team wins all the games, and you do the damage that way. And if if during the course of the weekend somehow the Rays were to come up with a four game sweep of the Blue Jays, and you were to even win, you know, one more game, I'm still rooting for for Toronto. I the only uh, reason I'm not is just because you have the games in hand. I the understand you got hand, the games like directly change, against them. Changes but that they, for me. But they don't have a very easy schedule the rest of the way. Tampa. Uh, Tampa's my... got. Uh, they're at Cleveland next week, then they're right. at Houston. Um, They've got those games against Houston. Yep, and then they finish up with with the Red Sox. Right. So, so you know the Red Sox. Uh, who will be the uh, Andino for the Boston Red Sox maybe, that knocks the Tampa be, Bay Rays? Maybe it'll be Robert Andino. Maybe they'll call him up <laughs> yeah, and say, hey, I hey think man. he's out of work. Yeah, I, he's definitely out of baseball yeah. for sure. They'll call yeah. him up and say, hey, we know you're pretty good in these spots. <laughs> Perhaps you come hang out with us for a weekend and see how it goes. Yep. I, I agree with you. It's, it's a weird spot for me where I have, I have accepted the fate. Like, I'm... Again, I get it's not impossible. I understand there is yeah. there are ways that it could go about occurring, but it's so unlikely. It's improbable that I'm not point. really hanging on and no. and feeling as though like. But to your point about, but you still want to have it be a strong finish. You still want to have as many games that matter as possible. And even if you could somehow get three games in the window and go in, like the, what the feel would be in town if they could be within three games of Toronto. Going into that final series, they might even draw some fans on a weeknight. My God, I mean, yeah. it would it would be electric. 
for that first game of that series yeah. if you could just go into it having a chance. And for as many games as they did have a chance, if they won the first one, it would be all the more electric the next night, right? Like, it would create a an incredible atmosphere. Under- understood, but, but that doesn't mean that if Toronto were to sweep Tampa from here on mm-hmm. in and then Houston sweeps them, I, that somehow the Orioles couldn't I, be still in a position against perhaps, Toronto yep. to control their own destiny by beating Toronto. And by that point, Toronto would be locked in. They would be looking more ahead to how to sh- shape their their rotation well, for the playoffs. Well, but they would also still want to protect uh, home field. They would still want to, It's still a big deal to get the first wild card spot right. because you get the home field advantage for the first – this new remembering how the playoffs work now is it's so I had somebody the other day call me up and he said, Wait a minute. Are there now three wild card teams? Mm-hmm. And I go, Yeah, he goes, I didn't know that. I thought we were totally out of it. Yeah. We're still in it. I, my wife was trying to explain yeah. my wife was very confused as I was what she was like, So where are we exactly? I'm like, Well <laughs> Well, okay, do you know what a wild card is? Like mm-hmm. I had to go through the whole thing with my wife last night when she was trying to figure out why it was that I was still watching. She's like, I thought that they weren't very good at this point. And I was like, Well, <laughs> <laughs> yes, but like yep. it's not over, and she is very much looking forward to the part of the year where I don't just have you to turn have the to baseball game on. You don't have the excuse every night, to watch right? Baseball. Like she's very much looking forward to the part of the year where she can say, "Hey, can I watch something that I would like to watch tonight <laughs> instead of you watching baseball every night?" Um, we're not there yet. We're not there no, yet. Not Still got to hang on and watch. Uh, Orioles do indeed continue the series with the Astros tonight. Who's pitching tonight? Um, is Kramer. Tonight? Yeah, no, 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 no. Wait, wait, maybe it is tonight. Uh, Kramer is. Yeah, it's Kramer's. T- yeah, Urquidy and Kramer tonight, right? Urquidy Kramer tonight, and then hang on a second. Wells on Saturday. Thank you, Valdez. Uh, Val- Weld- uh, okay. Wells and Valdez on Saturday. Okay. Sunday and- is Austin Voth right now. Okay. okay. Yeah. All right. So that's the way the weekend goes. At this point, are you assuming that we're just not going to see Grayson Rodriguez before the season is over? No, I still think we're going to see him. What what they've how they've handled that is kind of mystifying. It's really weird to me. It is extraordinarily weird. I mean, nobody's saying that if you brought him up as a relief pitcher like last week or something like that, Mm -hmm. and he was up and could pitch an inning, maybe two. That that somehow would throw him off to start next season. It's bizarre. It, it's bizarre to but, me. But you know, he threw five plus innings the other day. I, for I don't. AAA. I don't understand why you need yeah. Grayson Rodriguez throwing five innings yeah. for a Triple A team. I yeah. don't get it. Yeah. If there's the, the answer, might very well be there's something specific we want to see from him before. He gets the like that might be. Is the it answer. possible that they're trying him in different numbers that he's wearing ah, different that's right. number in uniforms. order to figure out what it is that he's going to be when he gets yeah. here? That's a good yeah. point. It's very important. Yes, yeah, it's, it's very. very it's very critically. I would say he can't succeed unless he finds the perfect number in order to wear. There's no way that it's worked. It's it's so it's so weird to me. He's clearly not going to start for the Orioles before the season is over. I would not rule that out that he gets one start. I, I, I mean. I, I, I would find that more likely at this point if, like, they were to lose the next three to the Astros and, like, it was really over. Right. Like, they got to a point where it was really over and they just said, well, the hell with it. Let's let Grayson make his final start of the season in Baltimore at this point because it doesn't matter. But, like, the, the rotation, who's, who are you kicking out at this point, right? Like, who's the guy, well, I, if the game still matter, that doesn't make I, a start? I could see you start Grayson, say, one of these games in Boston next week. 
and Kramer's coming in in the fourth through the ninth. And piggybacking. Yeah, right. a piggyback situation. Yeah. But, you know. I mean, I, you can. It would I, have been much more understandable to me to have brought him up about a week ago in the bullpen. I, you know. that's, that's, or, or announce he's going to open one or two games. You know, sure. Two inning. Right. A hundred percent. Whatever you. Yeah. If, if it's a big deal to you about, hey, we want to announce it ahead of time so that fans can come to the ballpark yeah. because they know that Grayson Rodriguez is going to be pitching. Sure. Yeah. It's a great way to do it. Yeah. Saying, hey, we're going to use him as an opener and it'll be your first chance to see Grayson in Baltimore. So but. now if they if they follow through with who the rotation is supposedly going to be against Houston. The only opportunity we'd get to see him to pitch at home would be the final. Would be in the final three games, right? Right, and it would be very again. It would be very interesting to me if, for some reason, those games mattered. Yeah. I, I just can't see a world in which you're saying we're going to throw this guy in and hope for the best. Now, somebody who was it? Was it Matt Moore that Tampa did this with? Like once upon a time. Where like he didn't pitch at all during the season until the games mattered. <laughs> like I thought it was like David Price. Maybe yeah. Maybe they, it was David Price. Put him in the bullpen. And... I thought they let Matt Moore start like a playoff game yeah. after he hadn't. That vaguely sounds familiar. Like it was just a bizarre like what in the world are you doing yeah. type of scenario. But you know they clearly saw something in Matt Moore and, and yeah. for a little while Matt Moore looked like a thing. Like looked like he was a. Legitimate... He's looked like a thing again in the Texas bullpen this year become a very important member of a uh, you know sub 500 right yes back. correct <laughs> no but he's been good if you've been a fantasy player yeah you would have loved to have had matt moore for a dollar stan the fan charles is in studio with us on a friday edition of glenn clark radio the other big story of course uh, today the baltimore ravens have indeed added jason pierre paul um i'm in a weird place with this stan because i don't think it can hurt like there's no way that i think this could be a bad thing right but I have very little confidence in exactly what it is they're getting in Jason Pierre-Paul. Like, I, if I lead with that, it sounds like I'm taking a shot at the Ravens. I'm not. I, you don't have anything to lose at this point. You, you have so little going on in that department that why not take a chance on Jason Pierre-Paul? Now, it cost him real money. As it turns out, that's, we were confused as to why Jason Pierre-Paul would come in twice without right. getting a deal. Well, the answer was he still expected to be paid like a football player. And what's he going to be paid? Oh, like six million bucks. Six million I mean, like bucks. It's, yeah. it's real money that yeah. he ended up getting, yeah. and that explains why it is that the Ravens didn't sign Yeah, him. they kicked the tires on him. Uh, five and a half million. Five and a half. And they were probably thinking two million plus some kind of back in the summer. And, and for yeah. what it's worth, Ian Rappaport describes it as up to five and a half million dollars. Right. So I'd have to so. know more about what the base salary is. But there's it's still, it's real. It's not a veteran minimum. It's an actual deal. He wanted to get a contract, and if the Ravens said, "Look, man, we're gonna, we'll give you a million bucks. We'll give you right. whatever the minimum is. That's all you're gonna get." He said, "Okay, I'll, I'll keep waiting. You right. know, somebody else, somebody else will have somebody get hurt. Somebody else will call me. Somebody else will need my services." And I, I hope, real money. I hope whatever his his uh, upside is is tied to uh, sacks. Yeah, I, I don't know if I, they do that anymore. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm guessing it's more related to playing time yeah. and things like that. But two and a half sacks I read last yeah. year, but Super Bowl season he had nine and a half sacks. Yes, he's two years removed from being yeah. a very productive player, but he's two years removed. And again, yeah. that stretch like a five years ahead. It's not like two years ago was a blip on the radar. He was very productive every year leading up to that year. Um, last year stands out as the year where he took he a step declined. back. Yeah. So the yeah. question is, is it just because 
it's over for Jason Pierre-Paul. He's reached the age. He's the same age as Justin Houston. Right. He's not 37. He's not... You he's know, 33, 33, right? 33. Yeah. Um, I think he's got some football left in him. I'll tell you what. When we get Tyus Bowser back in two weeks, hopefully in two weeks, um, two to three weeks, um, it sure looks a lot better at the linebacker position with him and Jason Pierre-Paul. So a, a couple people brought this up to me yesterday. They said, you know, when I was just kind of poking around, hey, what do you think about this? And a couple people in football say to me, I don't know how much it's going to change things right now. But when you get Tyus Bowser and hopefully David Ajabo, the number of ways that you'll be able to run guys in and out, if they're all healthy. And again, part of the problem is injuries still happen during yep. the course of a season. So yep. as we're counting on Tyus Bowser and David Ajabo coming back, they also have to keep Adafi away and Justin Houston on a football field, and that's not guaranteed. But if at some point this season you have all of those guys at your disposal – to interchange, to throw one in there, to give different looks, that could create a really interesting dynamic for opposing offenses to have to be aware of later yeah, on. And in that's the why the move is there's no way, shape, or form this is in an, in and of itself a bad move. Yeah. It, it, it to get to the point where they needed to do this, it's yeah, a combination of of not botched, but sort of maybe a misreading of some things. Um, I think they thought they'd be in a better position right now with being able to create a pass rush, and they really haven't been. No, able they're in to. a desperate position. Yeah. They're in an absolute. This this is a desperate move because they're desperate. There's yeah. no way of getting around that. And uh, you know, is there room for criticism there? You know, a lot of it is related to injury. But they made they made the decision they made with David Ajabo. They believed they were getting a first round talent that just wasn't going to be available for a little while. Right. Oh, okay, I can I can accept that. Like I can understand making a decision like that. They the Tyus Bowser thing. You know, was it reasonable for them to think that he could be back at the start of the season? It was probably a stretch, right? right? Like it was right. probably a stretch if they were operating that way. They probably should have done something more than Justin Houston this offseason. Now, again, there was a tragedy in there with Jalen Ferguson. Yep. You know, perhaps they thought that he was ready to take a bit more of a step this season, and that, unfortunately, for tragic reasons, ended up being um, a problem for them in, in planning this whole thing out. But no, I think it's okay to say you can be critical and say you shouldn't be in this position. You should have been better prepared better suited, had a better group of players out there. But you don't, and now what do you do? Yeah, I, This is the best thing you their, could do. Their calculation was that until Bowser got back, they would be okay with means. Mm -hmm. But when means tears in Achilles, it becomes a desperate utter, situation. Utter and complete yeah. desperation yeah. at that point. No yeah. question about it. Hey, coming soon, the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill, the perfect ceramic tailgate or home grill to sear, grill, bake, and smoke all kinds of food. Get the details and reserve yours today at ginsugrills.com. And if you use the code TAILGATE, when you pre-order yours, you'll get $100 off your Ginsu Kamado Did Grill. Did you say $100, $100 off? $100 off. That's by, real money. That is legitimate money. It's like Jason Pierre-Paul money. Well, not quite, but, you know, I mean, close. relatively speaking. Um, again, GinsuGrills.com is the website, and use that code TAILGATE to get $100 off. And when you head to Ravens home games this year, Mothers is throwing tailgate parties at Hammerjacks right next to the stadium on Russell Street. Come by starting at 9 a.m. and before, during, and after every Ravens home game. It's free to get in. There's also an all-inclusive 
ticket option for $49 that includes premium brand open bar and great food. Tickets and details at hammerjacks.com. And while you're there, don't forget to stop by the Press Box Ginsu Grills Tent for free samples and contests. Did I hear a rumor that the Bowser show is going to a Mother's? Uh, later, later, yes, in the we will be at Mother's North in, in Arnold. Uh, no, the one in Timonium or Cockeysville, whatever you want to okay. call it. Okay. Yep. That's okay. That's we are headed there. We did one at the one in Arnold last year. Maybe maybe there's it's in the mix to do another one there. But I know for that's sure. That's what Mr. Colson. We're told definitely me last in October night. scheduled to do one at the at Mother's North. Okay. I know that for sure. All right. All right. I am really interested. This guy is one of my favorite people. I know you love Dan Crowley, too. Um, always. I'm with Dan. I work with Dan on the uh, Maryland State Athletic Hall of Fame. Oh, makes all the sense in the, the world. You know, committee. Makes all the sense in the world. I've, you know, every time I'm over at Towson for anything over the last decade, it's always been pleasant to have Dan Crowley come over and give me a fist bump and, and appreciate me being over there and, uh, Dan Crowley, of course, legendary former Towson quarterback, has now taken a new step in his professional life. And it really is a fascinating one to me that I'm looking forward to learning about right now. Dan Crowley is back with us here on GCR. Danny, it's Glenn. It's Stan the Fan. It's great to catch up with you, man. Thank you for taking the time for us. Hey, guys. Anytime. Uh, i got to tell you, it's also great to hear your voices. And um, really excited to get into this conversation with a new endeavor of mine. And one that's really, I'm really the highlight of college athletics these days. So it's a special time for me, and I always appreciate your guys' support. The best is a head foundation, Dan. Um, just walk me through. You know, you've been you've been at Towson for a long time. You, at one point, were working as athletic director at Towson. When did this become something? The NIL world, this opportunity that you said, I think this is the future of college athletics. This is the path I want to get into. So great, great lead-in question, Glenn. So, yeah, man, that was uh, had a great run at Towson for over over 11 years. And, uh, yes, back uh, in November, just the week before Thanksgiving last year, I was appointed as the interim athletics director, and that went until March 28th of this year. So when we talk about how this Best of the Head Foundation came about, um, the, the, the first call that I probably answered was in February during my time as the interim AD. I think as you guys know, and, and just to let everyone else know, Mike Lotsey and I were teammates at Towson State right. back in 1991. Right. I was a freshman, true freshman. Mike was a senior. And then uh, Mike's after Mike's graduation, he his first job, uh, was at Towson State. Gordy Combs took over as head coach in 1992. Gordy Combs, Gordy Combs, longtime defensive coordinator, hired Mike Loxley as a defensive backs coach his first year mm, out of college. That's a great. So Mike, Mike's got a heck of a yep. heck of a timeline, right? He's got a he's got a board in his kitchen. The board's about six feet tall because it 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 lists every institution that he was at, and it's like 17 wow. deep. Towson State's at the top, and now Maryland's at the bottom for his third trip back to Maryland to College Park. But Towson State's at the top. That's where it all started. One year as defensive backs coach, and then it, the rest is history. So, you know, for me personally, the, the phone call came from Kevin Plank and Jeff Leventhal, who's the president of TBIAF, um, back in February. They said, look, everybody's got an NIL. We don't. Your name's at the top of our list. This is kind of an informational call. How do you feel? And I thought, guys, what timing is this? I I'm the interim AD deal, dealing with a lot of things up here at Towson, but because the two of you called, I am more than interested. And 
you know, a, a few months went by, and then it was really around that May time frame where there was a bit of a, a plan in place and a follow-up call, and in my mind, timing's everything. Relationships matter a lot to me, and I've known Kevin Planks since high school. Jeff Leventhal and Mike Lopsy were teammates, and again, mm. it was, in my mind, the right thing to do. Um, it had been a year, really, in June since NIL you know, came to, came to light, and whether you're a believer or not, it's not going anywhere. Anywhere. So for me, it, it's important to me to go down to, to College Park. I grew up a Terps fan growing up in PG County, going to DeMatha High School. And then with Mike Loxley at the helm at College Park, it just felt right. And uh, being in the front end of it and just seeing how this whole thing with NIL shakes out over the years, I'm going to be very proud to be the executive vice president for the Best of the Head Foundation. Can you can you lay out for Glenn and I and also the listeners and viewers how this actually works? Where does the money come from, and and how does it get disseminated? Um, I, I, a lot of us, I don't think, even really understand the ABCs of this. Yeah, so. You know, across the country, I think I've identified 87 um, NIL collectives is what they're calling them, whether they're a foundation which represents a 501c3 nonprofit, which we are, or if it's just a simple LLC, um, I've identified 80, 87 of them. So they continue to open. I think there's 130 um, F, FBS schools, and I, I think the goal is going to be for every one of those schools to have some sort of an NIL in place. Now, a lot of these NILs are focused on marketing dollars. Well, you'll, you'll match up a corporation with a player uh, or more players, um, whether that's a car dealership to come out and do appearances. Mm -hmm. You know, those are marketing dollars. That, that is a deal set by that company. Um, we, as a nonprofit and several other nonprofits across the country, have a, have a different format and, I think, vision. You know, and our vision is going to be to go out and raise money raise money for our nonprofit, and then through our nonprofit, you know, we, we just put out our press release, which you guys have seen, mm -hmm. and our, our four key initiatives, gun violence education, mental health awareness, drug and alcohol prevention, and literacy programs, being in the, the DMV down there in, uh, you know, District of Columbia, Maryland, and Baltimore, this is like the top three market in America for college athletics and college football especially. Um, and having those four key initiatives, the, the money that we raise through our foundation, we will in turn compensate the football players to go out in the community, uh, make a difference in the community as a leader, wearing that football jersey proudly, and help uh, enhance the underserved youth of the DMV through those four key initiatives. So let me just ask you, uh, and then Glenn, I know, has got to follow up too. Uh, in other words, you use the word for football. So this has nothing to do with basketball, correct? What you're involved with? That is correct. And so the University of Maryland men's basketball program, um, there was a group of alumni that did open an NIL program called Turtle NIL for basketball specifically two okay. years ago or a year and a half ago. The, 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 Dan Crowley is with us. He's the executive vice president of the Best as a Head Foundation, which is the new Maryland football NIL collective. It, this is interesting to me, Dan. So it, I, I want to make sure I have this right. You guys, you know, as you say, it's not it's not marketing dollars. The, it's it's a charitable arm that you're going to take the money that's raised 
and you know whether it's Leah or Rakim or, or a future player, you're going to say, hey, we want these kids to go out and speak to high schools or to speak to groups, and we're going to use the money raised in order to pay them for those opportunities. It's not, it's not going to have anything to do with making commercials or um, car shows or things like that and signing autographs. That is correct. That is correct. Let's, let's take the literacy programs as one of our four key initiatives. Right, there are literacy programs all over um, the DMV area, and and there's one that we're talking to right now. Uh, we don't we don't have that deal firmly established yet, but I, I I hope to come out and make that announcement within the next two weeks. So, so it's also a, a nonprofit in both Washington and uh, Baltimore, and the idea would be to create a partnership where we would be able to send our football players on a weekly basis to go down to these programs within the Washington, D.C. area where Coach Loxley grew up as one of these underserved youth, and we'll be able to do tutoring sessions, um, visit with the young people grades one through five, and really help hopefully change their lives, give them something to look up to, and then that, that's, that's the community service effort led by the players. And that'll be for all those four key initiatives. Now, when we talk marketing dollars, you know, there's there's been some public releases that, that there's a couple of players at Maryland. But, yeah, they've got car dealership uh, mm-hmm. uh, NIL set in place. They've got a couple of other companies. One of them has done a commercial. You know, there's basketball players that have done that as well. Those opportunities are always there, right? Anybody can do it today. You know, you can always contact a player and work out your own deal. There are third-party vendors um, that, that write those deals for the players and and get the players paid and then in turn um, make sure they're filling out their tax papers correctly. You know, in our mind, we're going to be a nonprofit. We're, we're going to handle this a little bit differently um, to really help educate the players on what it means to enhance the lives of underserved youth in the DMV. And, again, that, that's what Mike Locks has been preaching for the last three years since he came back as head coach. He was that young man growing up in Washington, D.C. and Southeast, and one of his missions is to create a program, which he's already done through a mentorship program that he um, put in place three years ago, and, and really educate these kids on what it means to, to help educate these youth. Uh, Dan, if I could, two things that jump out. One being, there's been a lot made about Maryland falling behind in the NIL landscape. Um, you know, when, when we look at other places where we know – um, there are some schools where it's, hey, if you commit here, you're going to get a million bucks. You, you don't have to do anything. Yeah, like, Alabama, just, wherever it is. I mean, yeah. we've heard Miami stories like that. Yep. It, can can this help close that gap with places where it, it feels like essentially players are getting paid that don't really have to do anything at all in order to get that money? Sure, it, it'll close the gap. You know, it, so I'll start back to front. I mean, yes, the answer is yes, absolutely. You know, that, that's why, you know, Kevin Plank, you know, what I really enjoy about talking to Kevin Plank, I've known him for a long time. Um, he, he is the CEO. He was the CEO of the, you know, uh, a powerful worldwide company. Yeah. But when you talk to Kevin Plank as a passionate former football player at the University of Maryland that wants to make a difference, that's what, that's what excites me. That's why I ha- have jumped into this role. So, the answer is yes. We need NIL. That's why I want to be the guy and help Maryland not necessarily catch up, just have a program in place. 
So back to the first question, you know, th- there's been a lot of talk and people have said Maryland's falling behind. NIL's only been here for a year. You know, yeah, that's how far it. behind can you know, we be? I, yeah. I, yeah. I look at it a little differently. I, guys, I, I think we're doing it the right way. And we put, we, we were diligent about putting a good plan in place before we made this announcement. As I said, my first discussion with this was back in February and, and we just launched three days ago. So, um, are we behind? Yeah, we're, we're behind a little bit. You know, I think we're far better on the roster than Miami. You know, so I don't know how Miami's NIL is helping them any more than Maryland at this point. Interesting. Um, I, I think my goal now in week four, three and oh, going into Michigan, we just announced this NIL bef- before the Michigan game. You know, win or lose, we've got this program in place. You know, my number one goal now is to keep the roster intact, and I've got a few months to do so, and we will do so. Dan, do, do, do schools like Miami and Alabama, to me, the obvious, most obvious, USC, uh, now with Lincoln Riley there, do they have anything like this, or is their thing sort of like the Wild West, where they're going to ensure... I, I heard a story uh, last year from Rob Ambrose, I think, that something with Lincoln Riley, one of the players... They knew that they were hiring Lincoln Riley, but they they did the nil, the NIL deal with a major player that was transferring there before the coach was even in place. Right. So, so you know, I, I, I need to be very careful and cognizant when I answer these questions, and I'm never going to speak um, on behalf of another school. Yeah. Because I am running this NIL program. So the one thing that I've realized over these last two months since I've been in the position, I've talked with a lot of other uh, people in my position at these other institutions and fact checking these numbers is almost impossible. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's a lot of talk about how much these pairs are getting played in my mind. It's, it, it's not important. You know, our players are going to see that, but Mike Loxley was the offensive coordinator and won a national championship at Alabama. Right, he's he's never going to say a bad thing about Nick Saban because he loves Nick. No, Saban. I understand that. But what 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 Michael tell you is that all those stories about how much money all they're all making, we have so much more to offer here in College Park, being in the Washington, Maryland, Baltimore metropolitan areas than any of these other schools do. They can't do a lot of these things. Dan, I un- I understand that, Mike. Dan, I understand that. My question yeah. was: Do they make the pre- even if you call it a pretense? Do they have something similar to what you're doing, or is it only yeah, is it- pay for play? You no, know? no, they can't do pay for play. So, absolutely, they've all got the NIL programs in, in place. Okay, but so, do they yeah. do they have yeah, they to have give back the, the, the foundation part yeah, of it? Like, is, is are you guys really like? I, I this is the part, Dan, that really is interesting to me. I had never heard of it like this right. before. This is, is interesting. Is the charitable part of it something that has been done in other places, or are you guys really like breaking new ground here? I hope we're breaking new ground. I, I think that there's plenty of other nonprofits out there, right? Um, uh, Ohio State, theirs is a nonprofit. You know? Right. Um, it seems like they're doing things the right way. Um, but the community service piece, I hope, is going to be the piece that differentiates us from other schools. That's cool. And from what I'm seeing, it, it has. Right now, it has. And it will differentiate us. Um, there's plenty of nonprofits now, right? A, a lot of people are doing it this way. It, it, it presents, um, uh, uh, I think, a cleaner platform to go out and raise money to give people um, a sense of 
you know, where their, um, where their discretionary dollars are going and they know they're going directly to an athlete. Uh, so we're not trying to take money from anywhere else, but yes, plenty of other places have nonprofits in place. Dan, I know, I know you need to be careful about commenting on other schools. How will a school like your former employer, Towson, how will they set up uh, an NIL program? Well, you know, and they're just one example, James Madison, Villanova football. I mean, at that level of football, what are they going to be trying to accomplish? Sure. So that's, that's a great question, Stan. Um, you know, just, just a few months ago, I was the interim AD up at Towson, and we yeah. were having these conversations on a weekly basis. And we actually looked at what Maryland was doing um, through their website, through social media. And it's not easy to mirror um, FBS schools when you're an FCS program. Right. Uh, James Madison, they, they've got a few more resources than a Towson than a Delaware. Mm-hmm. Um, but Towson, it's challenging. It's challenging. The way that a, an FCS program can make NIL work will be passionate alumni, kind of like myself, that go out and do something on their own. The, the problem with Towson is, you know, I, I oversaw the, the Tiger Athletic Fund, which is the fundraising arm for the university through athletics for 11 years. And, um, you know, our budget was not the James Madison budget. Right. right. So to compete against schools like that, we had to raise funds that were most of the time operational dollars just to make sure that we were competitive, right? Those operational dollars could, were mostly for uh, travel, nutrition, and recruiting, just to make sure that the coaches had those three uh, factors in place because the budget didn't support it. So now this NIL comes into place and it's like, oh my gosh, we're just trying to raise money to compete against the best in our conference. And we just added three teams in the CAA. Yeah. You know, NIL is a difficult piece for these smaller schools. Yeah. It really is. Um, but if you can get creative, you know, there, there's plenty of business owners within these FCS programs. Um, I've seen some deals in place, but to, to, to have a, a program that we've established at Maryland, that, that'll be hard to mirror. Yeah. I mean, look, man, I, Danny, I got to be honest with you. I did not fully understand it when I read the press release. Talking to you has really helped me, man. Like, this is genuinely fascinating to me that the the goal is to say, hey, let's take NIL money and have these kids go out and and do good things in this community and entrench themselves and perhaps, you know, strengthen the relationship between the area and, and a recruiting uh, base at the same time, that there will be more kids that will be touched by Maryland football players uh, in the future and say to themselves, I, that's why I fell in love with Maryland, and maybe that's why I want to go to Maryland um, in five yeah. to ten years. Is because it's of it's more of a noble. It's like a win-win for the players. I, I like, and, yeah, I like everything about it, man. Uh, at tbiaf.org, correct is the website. That is correct. Um, yes, and the best is ahead. So that was a that was a tagline that Mike Loxley created when he came back as head coach. So you see it all over the facility at Maryland. Hashtag TBIA. So when we went back and forth with names of our foundation, we just decided to throw the F on the end because it's very noticeable over in College Park. The best is ahead. Uh, Dan, you know uh, we support every area school. We're not, um, you know, we don't fight and pick and uh, choose and things like that. So you know, in the same way that we used to see all the time at Towson, we're looking forward to seeing you in College Park here in the coming years. Um, I, I love this, and uh, and whatever we can do to help you get the word out about what you're doing, you know you've always got friends up this way. Yeah, can, go ahead, Stan, I real quick. One last I question. sure do. 
But one last question. We had a chance to talk to Kevin Willard yesterday, and we were talking about NIL. Have you had much discussion, dialogue with Damon Evans? Because Kevin made it sound like Damon is really up on NIL. I mean, really like ahead of the curve on this. So yeah, that's a great question. Um, the answer is yes. I've, I've had some dialogue with Damon. And back when I, again, first talked to Kevin Plank, then talked to Jeff Leventhal, um, and then I followed up with Mike Lofsky to say, hey, man, I'm really considering this. And I told all three that I would never accept this without looking Damon Evans in the eye and having his approval and support. Mm-hmm. And that first time when I saw Damon, a matter of fact, it was, it was when Maryland baseball hosted the regionals, right? So I went down to two of those games and, and I met Damon at one of those games. And mm-hmm. he looked me in the eye and said, Danny, I am in full support. Anything I need, anything you need. And, uh, and that sold me, you know, that was it. So we just had our launch party hosted by Kevin on Wednesday um, Kevin Plank on Wednesday, and Damon was there. And, and that meant so much to me. I know it meant a lot to Coach and Kevin. But, yes, Kevin is right, that Kevin Willard's right, that Damon Evans is in full support. Um, I, I think Damon's even going to hire a person on staff to be kind of the NIL liaison mm-hmm. within development compliance and then focusing on all sports and then working with men's basketball and football right now because we have a program established. So, Having the support of the AD, it's it's undeniable how how supportive that is. I guess those invites to Glenn and I to the uh, launch were. We'll be there lost. for the next one. We'll, we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there for yeah. the next yeah. one. Dan Crowley. Hey Dan, it's right. great to talk yes, to you. you will. Really appreciate Congratulations, you, man. Yep, man. Sounds great. Thank you for taking the time. Thanks, guys. Anytime. Dan Crowley, uh, of course, legendary former Towson quarterback. I believe, if I remember correctly, once uh, was briefly with the Baltimore Stallions. I remember as, that as, Tracy Ham's backup. Yep, I b- believe that's the case. Um, and for a long time, I thought he was Dan- uh, Terry Crowley's son. Yeah, I don't think there's a relationship. No, no I don't, relationship. I don't think there was a relationship between the two. And I didn't um, ask him what number he wore. Damn it. <laughs> he gets so worked up about that. Um, it is really interesting to me. Honestly, I had no idea that that's it's, how it's, Maryland it's, was. It's trying fascinating to set this up. me that they are doing this as a pure sort of charity way of approaching NIL. That the the other opportunities will still be there, yeah. and they'll have to have guardrails in place for that. But what they're trying to do is raise money that they can then take and say we're going giving to giving this back to the community a hundred percent and give it to the athletes, athletes in order to support the community. Yes. That we want yeah. you to be able to profit off of. Your time. You come, you spend a Friday going and helping kids learn to read, whatever it is. We want you to be compensated for that. And it, it is. It's sort of a little bit of everything, right? It's it's good for the community. It's good for the athletes because they'll be able to make money in the process. And the third part of it, which I brought up at the end, is you're further entrenching Maryland football within this region that you know if they're going and doing doing good stuff for correct. the community if, if they're yeah. going and, and doing school assemblies or whatever some kid is going to go to maryland sees eventually. that yeah. and has these like kind of warm fuzzy feelings about maryland because 
Talia Tungavailoa came and spoke to him one day at his school, and it meant something to him, and that might help further entrench Maryland football. I- it's it's interesting to me, too, from our conversation yesterday with Kevin. So Stan is alluding to um, we're our next cover story for PressBox, our next issue of PressBox that will come out. will come out in October, and Kevin Willard will be on the cover. It is a you know college basketball preview type of issue. And Stan and I had a lengthy uh, sit-down with Kevin Willard yesterday for our cover story for our October issue. And what I, what I find interesting now, having Dan on today and talking about NIL, I would have thought that the school has like this NIL program in place that would be for every athlete. You know, in I other believe- words, now, now to hear that there's a separate thing well, for basketball and a separate... You know, I, Stan, I, I believe there is a broad like app that they've partnered with, a company that they partnered with that right. every athlete can register on this app to try to get connected with area companies, mm-hmm. right? Like that does exist. I think this is more direct than that. This is we are specifically partnering with the football team. And when we have money that's spent with us and we get a partner, so you know, you've worked with a lot of charities over the years. I know Team Up for One is one that you've been involved with a great deal over the years. So if um, I've also worked uh, very closely with the Stan Charles Foundation. The Stan Charles You keep asking me for donations to the Stan. It's very <laughs> weird. I'm like, Stan, I could have sworn that. Um, but you know, if whoever it is, if the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation, if yeah. it's that, that Casey Cares, whatever, whatever yeah. that, that charity is. That Maryland gets donations from from alumni, from fans, whoever it is, and then that foundation wants to partner with them for something that they specifically can go to the athletes and say, "Hey, we're going to pay you." Right. That this is more direct than that. We are doing it for. We've got the opportunity for you. We're going to pay you to come spend your Thursday evening. Hanging talking out. to our kids. Ex- exactly all, right. Doing all those things. What would be interesting is how the foundation then chooses which players are going to be made that offer. And, and that, you know, it's interesting. I, I, who knows what the answer to that is. Yeah. Some guys are probably some better. Measurable, well, it might be they figure out who's better at speaking, who's better right. at, you know, right. at, at, at whatever it is. And right. that's the way they go about making those decisions. Yeah. Fascinating stuff. I mean, I really am glad that we had that conversation because I really do feel like I learned a lot about this from Dan Crowley. Yeah. I appreciate him taking the time. Hey, see Olympic athletes in action as the nation's best horses and riders compete in one of the world's premier equestrian events at the Mars. Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill presented by Brown Advisory October 13th through 16th in Cecil County. We come back in. We'll get ready. Ravens Patriots, Bo Smolka, Pressbox Ravens beat writer, joins us next. Glenn Clark Radio. Have you been to Guilford Hall Brewery? Located in Baltimore's Station North neighborhood, Guilford Hall Brewery breaks the craft brew mold with their great handcrafted microbrews and amazing Bavarian-style food selections. Join Guilford Hall seven days a week for Orioles, Ravens, and all of your favorite college games. Make plans now to watch the big games, play trivia, or bring your dog for yappy hour. They even have free valet service on Friday and Saturday nights. Go to guilfordhall.com for a complete schedule of events, beer listings, and food and drink specials, we'll see you at Guilford Hall Brewery. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich, hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. 
Real fresh, real fast, Royal Farms. What's up, everyone? This is Tyus Bowser, and I'm excited to tell you that I'm back for season two of the Tyus Bowser Show in partnership with Pressbox and Great Ace Memorabilia. Join us on Tuesday nights throughout the season as I'll be heading all over town with my special guests. And of course, our co-hosts, Glenn and Rita. What is it, Rita and Glenn? What is it? I look forward to meeting you guys and talking a little bit about football and a lot about life. And if you happen to miss the show, you can now catch a replay Friday nights on 1057 The Fan. Get all of your details for the Tyus Bowser Show right now at Pressbox online.com slash bowser the next tyus bowser show is tuesday october 4th at 7 p.m at guilford hall brewery 1611 guilford avenue in station north it's brought to you by maryland vascular specialists and the all-new ginsu kamado grill Come experience Maryland's number one sportsbook this NFL season at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, the ultimate place for any sports enthusiast. Take advantage of our 24-7 kiosks, massive video screens, and watch all the action from the best seat in the house. With more money paid out than anyone around, make every moment more at the new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. The 2022 baseball season is in full swing, and the future is brighter than ever for your Baltimore Orioles. I'm Paul Valley, And I'm Zach Goodman. And together we bring you the bat around every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon with everything you need to know about the Orioles and baseball as a whole. From veterans like Cedric Mullins, Austin Hayes, and Ryan Mountcastle, to young stars like Adley Rutschman, Grayson Rodriguez, and D.L. Hall. We've got you covered for every game, every pitch, and every debut. You can watch us at YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline and Facebook.com slash PressBox sports or you can listen at pressboxonline.com slash radio so join us live on the bat around every saturday from 10 a.m to noon right here at Pressbox sports glory days grills oktoberfest menu is now running it's one of their most popular seasonal menus all year it features the chicken schnitzel the oktoberfest brewer's platter the brewer sausage sandwich the bavarian burger with a pretzel bun the cheddar ale soup the slam dunk pretzels and the apple cobbler all of these meals pair well with oktoberfest beers and angry orchard on draft. Dine in or order online at glorydaysgrill.com and pick up your favorites to take home. Glory Days Grill, great food, good sports. Check out Jeremy Kahn's daily picks at pressboxonline.com as he tries to find you daily winners. And speaking of winners, here's a man who once won a media curling contest and I don't think anything else. He's Glenn Clark. Stan the Fan Charles in studio with us on a Friday edition of GCR. You haven't picked up the print issue of Press Box yet. We just mentioned what the next one's going to have on the cover. This last one, of course, had Mark Andrews on the cover. A great story about his unlikely path to NFL stardom. You can find it right now for free at your neighborhood Royal Farms, any of those hundreds of locations around town where you find Press Box, or read it all at PressBoxOnline.com. And wouldn't you know, the man who authored that story now joins us here on GCR. He is Press Box Ravens beat writer Bo Smolka. Bo, good after or good morning. I don't know what I'm doing. It's not afternoon yet. Good morning. How are you, my friend? Everything good? I'm good. Thank you very much. Uh, I feel like this is going to be how we start most of our Friday conversations, Bo. Uh, who's playing on Sunday? Like, I, I we keep. Uh, yeah, I'd like to know. Yeah. I would like to know myself. I, I, I thought Dobbins was going to play last week, and he didn't. He's still practicing fully. So, I hope they. I, I don't know. I, I, I thought he would play last week. I, so I'll, I, since I thought that, I'll, I'll I'll go ahead and say I think he'll play this week. <laughs> right. They are, you know, John Harbaugh is not John Harbaugh is not going to let us know anything. I'm sure when we meet with him in a couple hours. But um, 
they're going to be somewhat banged up in the secondary no matter what. I mean, they had everybody out at practice yesterday, but several players were officially listed as limited, including four defensive backs. So I, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with that group. The other one that bears watching is Isaiah Likely is on the uh, injury report this week. He's also been limited, and, and I know he hasn't had quite the impact in the first two games that people expected after he did so well in training camp, but if they don't have him, then that they've got that, you know, he, he's a target for this team, and that might be noteworthy as well. But I think the, all eyes will be on the defensive backfield and who in the secondary is in and who is out. Um, obviously, they would like to have Stevens and Humphrey and Peters and all of them. Will they be there? Will they play somewhat? Right. Humphrey, Humphrey played last week and then kind of took himself out of the game because um, his groin injury got to be too much. So uh, it's 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 not ideal, but the Patriots are dealing with a bunch of injuries too. And as you know, I think it was Buck Showalter and others have said, everyone's got problems, and you know, other teams are glad you have them. Uh, correct. All, all, all true. The, the Dobbins thing, obviously, being the one that's the strangest, just because, like, if he's pra- if he, you just, you kind of like, what, what are you waiting for? The, you can't run the ball. Like, you can't like do being it. Being afraid to handle China or something, you it, know? Yeah, it's not it's, the country, it's odd. But, yeah. right? Um, but the other big story, obviously, in the last twenty four hours, the Ravens add in Jason Pierre Paul. Um, I, I assume there's going to be a ramp up period for Jason Pierre Paul after not having an off season, but. What's reasonable to expect, both timeline-wise and for where Jason Pierre-Paul is? We know the Ravens have an anemic pass rush at this point. How much can Jason Pierre-Paul help change that? Good question. I mean, he's 33 years old. He had two and a half sacks last year. He's clearly on the downside of his career. He's coming off a shoulder surgery this uh, February. When he will help, I, you know, John, we asked John Harbaugh, he had not yet been signed. And actually, he hasn't even officially announced it. But we asked him Wednesday about if you, you know, if Jason Pierre-Paul or one of these other guys came in. And he said, look, we, we say, are you in shape? Are you ready to help us? Are you ready to help us now? Because that's what we're looking for. John Harbaugh said, we're not looking to do anyone any favors by bringing him in here. We want guys that can help us now. So I don't know that the ramp-up period will be very long. And they can't afford it to be very long. Um, and I think it, with Jason Pierre-Paul specifically, I mean, I could see, I don't think he'll play this week. He literally hasn't had a practice till probably today. Uh, but he's also a guy that you might just say, you know what, in there for seven snaps, here's your job. Go find the quarterback. See quarterback, get quarterback. That's your job. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's, let's keep it simple. But I, they cannot continue expecting Justin Houston to play 67 68% of the defensive snaps and Owe is going to wear out if he's playing 85 to 90% of the snaps. It's just not sustainable. And I think when those guys, especially late in games, if they're not having an impact, it might be because they're gassed. Uh, and so they need to spell those guys sometimes. And so <laughs> whether it's Jason Pierre-Paul immediately this week, which I don't expect, but probably a week from now, um, or it's going to have to be one of these uh, practice squad guys. I think they're going to have to elevate either Jeremiah Moon, who was, has been in the training camp all summer uh, or Brandon Copeland, who they just re-signed veteran guys from Baltimore, went to Gilman has been here a couple different times, but they just need someone to come in and take some snaps. So the Houston isn't on the field quite so much. They've got Malik Harrison who's playing outside now, but he hasn't really had an impact as a pass rusher because he's really a, a traditionally an inside linebacker. So it's, it's honestly, it's what we feared that this team does not have enough pass rushers. They broke camp with two pass rushers on the 53-man roster. They'll get Bowser back maybe in two or three weeks. 
We don't know when they'll go to Jabo back, but until they get both of those guys back, it's a significant problem. And Jason Pierre-Paul comes in as 33-year-old. I can't imagine he's going to be the huge impact guy, but they need someone to get some snaps. And, and they're paying him real money, apparently, in order to do it. So, I mean, they, 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 they have to think he can make some sort of impact. Um, Bo, you, we have not talked since the debacle last Sunday. Um, the question that I've been asking everybody this week and that I admittedly I am struggling with is I, I, I started to come around to the idea that, look, man, this is the NFL, and the NFL is a bizarre league, and they changed rules years ago because they want more offense. They want games to remain competitive. They want it to be the team's have a chance to come back from big deficits and to keep people glued into those games and not flipping the channel. Um, and it's week two, and you know it it probably isn't worth overreacting. But then I, you know, that's the conflicting part is they blew a twenty-one point lead in the fourth quarter. They got out time of possession in a game where by ten minutes in a game where they had a twenty-one point lead, and those on the surface would be reasons to panic. So. How do you gauge it's early in the season, it's one game, versus, like, these are not things that we see happen to good football teams? I mean, they had three defensive backs on the, on the field for those key moments who were playing their second NFL game, and they just, they just uh, whatever happens, they did the wrong place at the wrong time. And you have to assume they're going to get better and, and learn from those mistakes. I mean, uh uh, yeah, the, the, the NFL wants to be competitive, but there's no way they should have come back in that game. That game should not have been competitive. It just shouldn't have. Yep. And quite frankly, if the Ravens can run the ball and gain a yard, it wouldn't have been competitive. It's true. Because if they can gain a yard at the goal line or if they can gain a yard on fourth and one at the Miami 40, then that game is not close because they're going to either eat the clock with a 14-point lead or they're going to be up 14 to nothing in the first quarter, and it wasn't close then either. So there's major defensive breakdowns that they say they're going to fix. Um, we'll see how easy it is to fix. It was interesting because Wednesday we were out of practice and we're only allowed to watch the first 15 or 20 minutes and then we get, we get ushered off the field and it's mainly just special teams and stretching and individual. But as we're walking in, we can, the, the de- offense starts to do their install stuff, the defense starts to do their install stuff. And, and we're not allowed to watch it, but we're kind of walking in. You have to, but we could hear the defense, secondary, calling things out really, really loud. It was noticeable to a few of us. And we actually asked Marcus Williams after the game or after practice, he met with the media and we said, was that, was that, were you being noticeably more loud today based on the communication issues you were having? And he said they were not. He said, we've been communicating like that all summer. I'm just saying I had never heard them that loud. Maybe I interpreted it differently, but it seemed an emphasis was made to communicate better. It clearly has to be done. And it's not just the communicating on the field. It's knowing where to be and, and, and what's coming. And as we said, all those failures came into play in that game. And, um, but I would say again, and, and of course the defense and the pass defense especially are just getting killed. But the Ravens' inability to move the ball in short yardage was, if not more, at least nearly as big a problem in that game. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Glenn, Glenn wrote a column about it earlier in the week. I wanted to ask you a general question. It's about the uh, Harbaugh secretivity, you know, how secret he is about. I thought with gambling coming in and spending dollars and promoting betting on games that there was going to be some come up in, in, that, in that avenue where 
they had to be more open about who's playing and who's not. Am I, did I read that wrong? I mean, when you have a status of questionable, right, that leaves plenty, plenty of vague, you know, you can be plenty vague with that. So Marlon Humphrey's questionable. Technically, it means there's a 50% chance he's going to play. I don't think Harbaugh's doing anything nefarious or wrong by he he comes right out and says yeah. hey it's not to our competitive advantage to let them know whether he's playing or not um now if the league wants to go up and say hey this is not i've always said the league getting in bed with these gambling is going to bring up more and more issues so it's a fair question but um the there's been maybe one or two where like, well, Ronnie Stanley in week one, they called him doubtful. I thought there's no possible way he's playing. I don't know why they even give him a doubtful designation, right. which means there's a 25% chance. And then in point of fact, the next day they downgraded him to out. Um, maybe once or twice I can think of in, in Harbaugh's tenure where I thought, that's just totally bogus. There's no way he's playing. Or, it, yeah, he's definitely going to play. It, um, but go ahead. It's that, it's that phrase, Bo, where it's not to our competitive advantage. Now when you let when you really welcome in people betting on games, well, those those people that are betting on games that you're helping promote, you sort of owe the public in my opinion a little bit more information. Well, that's a good, you, you, you mentioned that to John next time you talk to him. <laughs> but yeah. it's a good it's a good it's it's a fair like I said it's a fair question. John yeah. Harbaugh's his his personal uh, responsibility is to his team and to win the game. And if he doesn't see a competitive advantage and they're not going to require him to say yep. this person's playing or that person's playing, he's going to be as vague as he can with it. I mean, we could ask him today, and I guarantee he's going to say, I'll defer. You can, you can yep. Um, yep. look you at know, the injury it'll, report. It'll be on the injury right. report. Yeah, right. And then the injury report will have seven guys questionable. Right. I just prefer and, he wouldn't use that phrase, it's not to our competitive advantage. That, to me, is insulting to the public because you're trying to get I, but, them to bet but, on but games. I, but I get he's, – he's not worried about them. He's that, worried you know about what, the though, Patriots. That, that, is, yep. that, is, that is being as honest as he is. Yeah. I mean, he's exactly – he's being honest. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. – in, Until someone forces him to, until yeah. someone compels him to, he's not interested in helping Bill Belichick out. And I, and I, I get it. Yeah. Um, uh, Bo Smolka, Pressbox Ravens beat writer, is with us here on GCR. Well, there was a sleeve gate this week out in Owings Mills with uh, Lamar Jackson. Uh, much ado about nothing, I'm assuming. Like he, I, I'm guessing after he, you know, the next day wasn't wearing a sleeve. We just say everything's fine. I think probably, uh, yeah, it was a little bit alarming to see him because that first time we could see him practice Wednesday, he came out with a sleeve on his right arm, and then we noticed in the individual drills that day, <laughs> excuse me that he didn't throw at all. Tyler Huntley did all the throwing, and that's not what it normally looks like. So that was that created a little bit of a stir that Jackson's not throwing at all. And then he met after, the, after practice, and he downplayed it, and Harbaugh downplayed it. And someone pointed back, I think Sean Stepman from Channel 2 was the first one that pointed out that there was a play where Jackson appeared to get his elbow hit on Patrick Ricard's helmet on a follow-through in yeah. the third quarter. And it's not like he was like 1 for 12 after that. I mean, it didn't. I don't think it really affected him in the game. And then Jackson played without the sleeve yesterday. So at this point, I think it's probably much ado about nothing. Had he gone all week without practicing, then I think there would have been quite a bit of a reason to, you know, to question it. But the fact that he was back to throwing yesterday, I think down, uh, you know, reduces the impact. 
Bo, how do you see this game playing out? Uh, you know, New England clearly offensively challenged right now. Don't have a tremendous amount of playmakers in, in their lineup. Uh, is this a game the Ravens can win? I've gone back and forth with it because at first I thought the Patriots were going to win just because they're home opener at Belichick and, you know, but I just, I just think the Ravens are the better team. And I think, I mean, that last five or seven minutes of that game downplayed the fact that for 45 to 50 minutes, they were crushing the Dolphins. And I just think the Ravens are the better team. I I think if the Dolphins, the, um, the Dolphins obviously have more offensive firepower than the Patriots do. But the, the Patriots can run the ball and, and control the game, which is ironic that if the team would be able to run the ball and control the game that way against Baltimore. Um, but I, I have gone back and forth, but in the end, now I'm leaning the Ravens. Well, yeah, they can win the game. Yeah. I think they're the more talented team. Um, if they control the ball, if they, if they, the Ravens, are able to finally find a way to run, um, because that's going to be a big part of it. But I don't see the – I just don't see the – um, Patriots offense being able to do a lot. I don't think they're going to do anything like what the Dolphins were able to because they don't have the players. Right. So I think that I think that offense stays. That Patriots offense stays probably in the teens, maybe maybe yeah. low twenties, and the Ravens can outscore them. That's what I think. But I'll wrap with this: If J.K. Dobbins comes back, does does that just fix this? Like I I am what I'm worried about. It's so bad. It's it's so awful it's so putrid their attempts to run the ball with the running backs so far that it makes me worried that it's not just the backs and I know J.K. Dobbins averaged six yards per carry you know the last time we saw him and and he looked like a guy that was a budding superstar but there's no push in the like this right now Tyler Linderbaum's getting his butt kicked um they're not getting much at at left guard and even Morgan Moses has not looked great I think McCarry's held up about as well as you could ask for him but like is does J.K. Dobbins just solve the problem if he does get back out on the field, or would you still be concerned about their ability to run the ball at that point? It's, I, I, it's a it's a good question. I think they're going to have the they're going to have more opportunity to to kind of run east west and create that way than these guys do. I think they're just like Mike Davis is taking is taking the ball between the tackles and just getting nowhere, and yeah. maybe the holes aren't there between the tackles at all. And I think there was multiple failures. I went back and watched all those uh, busted or short yardage plays that didn't work. And you can pretty much go right down the line of a player that missed a block, including the tight ends. Um, it, it just the, the, the short yardage blocking just wasn't there. And if you pound J.K. Dobbins inside in short yardage against 10 guys, he's probably not getting anywhere either. But I think J.K. Dobbins gives the ability to bounce it outside and be more elusive in space than any of these other guys that they have. So I think that's where he would help them out more. Uh, assuming he's again, we, we, we still don't know what he's at. Is he a hundred percent when he comes back and plays pr- post ACL tear? We don't know, but I do think he represents the ability to get more in space on the edges than these guys do. I still think they are, they are having a lot of issues running between the tackles and they have to really kind of figure out why that is or what they can do, whether that's spread out, play four wide receivers and, and, and not allow a team to put nine guys between the tackles. And then you try to run right at them and you don't get anywhere. But um, between running between the tackles, especially as I think been a problem. And I think Dobbins is going to give them more opportunity to create laterally in a, in a way that these guys don't. 
at B Smolka on Twitter is how you follow him. The Believe in Ravens podcast with he and our buddy uh, Dan Wilcox as well. Bo, appreciate you, sir. Uh, we will talk to you again next Friday, all right? All right. Thank you very much, guys. Take care. Thank Bo you, Smolka, Bo. Press Box Ravens beat writer. Um, Stan, quickly, just to follow up on your thought, I, I, I think there's, you know, there's two separate things, right? Like your point about, hey, you brought gambling in. You said we're taking their money. We're welcoming it. We want you guys to go to bet on football games, mm-hmm. but yet we're not gonna not gonna give share you the information. information. Yeah, is, is an an NFL issue. That's an right? NFL issue. It's not that, a John that John Harbaugh, Harbaugh would say, yeah, it's not. My problem is Bill Belichick. My problem, I don't. Personally, I don't care. Now, there's a, a meta way of thinking where you would say, "Well, John, you know, you're getting paid because the NFL is making so much money, and like you should right. care more about these things." But it just doesn't work that way. No, it would have to be an edict from the commissioner Correct. of football that we're going to now start to be a little bit more honest by Thursday. Mm-hmm. We're going to, and again, I, I I have a problem with how John is choosing to thread the needle. As Bo said, that questionable thing gives them some some leeway. Bill Belichick but, has done this when for, you say, forever. But when you say that, well, there's no competitive advantage. Well, I'm competing now. I'm part of the equation. I'm competing in right. my bet. But that's and, what brings me to watch course, the game. Of course, but he's obviously referring to the Ravens uh, and their ability is. to win yeah. the football game. And look, Bill Belichick has listed his entire roster as right. questionable for for 20 years. Something I honestly like that. don't think. One football game has ever been won by by no, co- by probably playing not. Foxy with the opposing coach saying, "Well, we don't know if Flacco's going to be able to play today or but not." But Stan, I'll give you an example. Uh, uh, Mike is a, a student athlete at Stevenson. I I did a Stevenson. This Mike is a no, student Mi- athlete. Micah, Micah, right? oh, Micah, 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 Micah the Mike, okay. MC Ernest, MC over here. Um, I, I did a Stevenson soccer game this week. Right. It was their first game at their new uh, facility. And um, after the game, we were talking about they made a goalie switch in the middle of the game. And I just knowing that they didn't that, that this that a Division three soccer coach wasn't going to want to answer the question, I had to sort of tap around. Hey, let's talk about the goalie thing. And the first thing he said out of his mouth was, "Well, I don't want Marymount to know what it is that we're going to do." <laughs> Of course, there's no betting involved. There's no, like, no one no one else. Can. There's two. You mean that game's not on the line? Yeah, believe it or not, I don't think you can go to the FanDuel Sportsbook and, and get a bet in on the Stevenson-Marymount men's soccer match on Saturday. But, like, I, I get where he's coming from, which is this is how coaches operate. Yeah. They eternally operate with if there's, any, if there's anything we can do yeah. that you're not prepared for, we think that's to our advantage. Whether it is or not, I who knows? What if the right? team came out just like in their underpants? That you know, would be really they weird. They didn't tell the other right, team that. Right, that would be really weird. Beforehand. I think that wouldn't be allowed, but, I mean, if it helps it would win. be very distracting I remember, at first. I remember that after Maryland played, do you remember the the Labor Day Maryland-Miami football yep. game? That All big those, win, that's the biggest win of Randy's? It was, it was, well, we thought it was a big win, obviously, yeah, part of the, Miami. Maryland, Miami was Miami's terrible, and Maryland won like one more game all season long. Right. But that was the first time they wore the the crazy Under Armour yep, uniforms, yep. and it was all everybody was talking about. And I remember my buddy Dominique Foxworth was on with me the next day, and we were joking about it. And we were like, if they're going to beat Miami, if they're going to win football games, they can wear Duke uniforms for all. Like, like who <laughs> cares what they're wearing? Right. Like, whether you like it, don't like it, I don't give a rat's ass. I care about whether or not they win. Like, that's the point of this. And, you know, if they can yep. go out naked and yep. 
figure out a way to win a, a game against the Patriots. The, the hell, play every game naked for all I care. I don't just go win. I don't think that the players are going to sign up for it. I think they're probably going to choose not to. Uh, Stan the Fan is in studio with us. Still to come this hour, Scott Zolak, Patriots color analyst, former, speaking of Maryland, former Terps quarterback, is going to join us. Stan, uh, you mentioned earlier you had a great conversation with Pete Karinji. Pete Karinji Jr., which right. I'm just getting and to know that he's his, Pete his son, who played at UMBC, is the third. Is the right? third. Yes. Is the third. Uh, Pete, by the way, had a great moral victory figuring out how to go. And, you know, prior to last night, I only thought it was Jews over 60 years old that didn't know how to do Zoom or something. Oh, like okay. That. You're putting. Yeah. Yeah. You're, yeah. Stan but, can say that because Stan is Jew. I want to make I'm this Jewish. abundantly clear. Yeah, Stan yeah. can say whatever he wants. He's Jewish. Glenn yeah. did not say that. No, Glenn Let's did make not that abundantly say that at all. clear. Pete was so ecstatic that he figured out how, how to, to Zoom. actually be able to talk That's on the funny. thing. That's pretty funny. Um, we had a really good conversation, Gary Stein and I, with Pete Karinji Jr. Monday night, uh, Ross Grimsley and I are bringing back an old blast out of the past. Bill Swaggerty ah, is going to join us. I, this is random. I played golf with Bill Swaggerty once. I, we, I I really was. I played golf with Dave Johnson, and he brought Bill Swaggerty with him. And I am not a golfer. Right. Like that's the well, Swag's a good golfer. Uh, the, bo- they did they not, hit the ball pretty well. I'm pretty sure at some point during the round, I stopped playing. Right. They they you ended up their caddy. Yes, they were there to golf. Yeah. I was not. This is a long time ago. This was uh, Kadri played with us that day. In fact, and I it was it was quite it was Forrester myself. Kadri, it was a, mm-hmm. it was quite the day. It was quite the day. And yes, I don't think your friend Glenn played that much that day. I think at some point you I, hung him up. I just said, guys, I'm gonna have a beer. <laughs> You go right ahead and you you play your golf round. We'll see how that goes. I'd like golf a lot better if it was like twelve holes for for non professionals. I, I still don't think it would make me any good at it. I am just not a good at that. No, but game. you'd finish. Uh, you'd, yeah, <laughs> maybe. I've had some some days where we decided to go play nine, and it those, took us about three those hours. Last or, six holes really uh, drag. I agree. They really drag. Uh, you can find all of find all of Stan's shows facebook.com slash pressboxsports. Click on the videos tab. Go to youtube.com slash pressboxonline or pressboxonline.com slash video. Um, yeah, I want to talk briefly about Aaron Judge when we come back in, and then we'll talk to Scott Zolak. That's on the way. Glenn Clark Radio. See Olympic athletes in action as the nation's best horses and riders compete in one of the world's premier equestrian events at the Mars Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill, presented by Brown Academy, October 13th through 16th in Cecil County. Don't miss the breathtaking excitement of the dynamic cross-country competition or the elegance of dressage and precision of show jumping. There's also great shopping and activities, including a fresh food fest, corgi race, and a beer, wine, and spirits showcase. So come enjoy a beautiful fall day at the Mars Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill, presented by Brown Advisory, October 13th through 16th. Learn more and buy tickets at maryland5star.us. Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. The Baltimore County Police Department is hiring. Entry-level officers start at close to $59,000 a year with a $10,000 bonus, some restrictions apply. Plus a great retirement plan, medical, dental, and vision insurance, advancement to specialized units, tuition reimbursement, 
government, 15 sick days earned per calendar year, and even further incentives for military members and veterans. If you have a passion for service and want a career for life, visit JoinBaltimoreCountyPD.com or call 410-887-5542. You must be a United States citizen, possess a valid driver's license, and have a high school diploma or GED equivalent. The Baltimore County Police Department is an equal opportunity employer. Sports betting has come to Maryland, and we're ready to help you win some money. Tune in for Simply the Bets every Tuesday morning at 1140. Fendel Sportsbook GM Leon Twyman and VEASAN's Aaron Oster join the guys every week to give you all of the info you need and offer you a few winners. And every other Thursday at 1140, tune in for Weekend at Bookies as Andrew Stecka and Alloy Sports Brad Cronthal help make you some money for the weekend. So come win some money with us on Simply the Bets every Tuesday and Weekend at Bookies every other Thursday. Brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Listen at PressBoxOnline.com slash radio. Watch at YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline. The Maryland Lottery presents Ravens Greatest Plays. 2021, the game on the line. With three seconds left, the Ravens connect on an impossibly long 66-yard field goal to beat Detroit. The longest field goal in history. Another great Ravens play belongs to Touchdown Joe from Silver Spring. Joe scratched a Ravens scratch-off and won a top prize of $100,000. You could be next. Play Ravens scratch-offs to win instant cash or enter to win great second-chance prizes. Please play responsibly. Experience the best in Kamado Grilling, a complete outdoor cooking appliance. The Ginsu Kamado Grill allows anyone to sear, grill, bake, and smoke all types of food. Designed for efficiency and function, the Ginsu Kamado Grill upholds the enduring legacy of the iconic Ginsu brand. The Ginsu Kamado Grill is perfect to cook all year round, is great for parties, and ideal for tailgating with your friends. Reserve your Ginsu Kamado Grill today at ginsugrills.com and get $100 off on your pre-order when you use the promo code tailgate that's ginsugrills.com reserve yours today join glenn at halftime of every ravens game for the project game day halftime show at facebook.com slash sports we apologize in advance there's not much we can do about his face. Hey, before we wrap up today, you're going to hear segment number three of the Tyus Bowser Show with special guest Marlon Humphrey. We were out at Skipjack's Crab Deck on Tuesday night for what was a great night. Stan, I was uh, corrected. Uh, apparently, what I was told before the season, it, the next, the the, the next Arnold. is the Arnold, Arnold one, yep. and then we're supposed to do Mother's North later. Is, okay. So I had the two flip flopped. Um, corrected you? Yes. Yeah. Mr. Uh, Colson. Um, actually, no, it was not Mr. Colson. It was someone who was just wandering over to the website and said, Glenn, you're always pointing us to pressboxonline.com okay. slash Bowser. Uh, do you see what it says over there? And I said, wow, you're right. That's exactly what it says. I was just told that. It's ironic that I was just told that last uh, night. Pressboxonline.com slash Bowser is the website to find out more. We are taking the Tyus Bowser show all over town this season. The next one is Tuesday, October 4th at Guilford Hall Brewery. We would love to see you there. You can meet Tyus and his special guests all season long. It is a partnership of Pressbox and Great Eights Memorabilia and brought to you by Maryland Vascular Specialists and the all-new Ginsu Grill. Is he as secretive as John Harbaugh about who his guest is going to be? No, he normally knows There's the day no before. Competitive yeah. Now he's to... been secretive about when he's going to be back on the field. I'll tell you that much. Like I keep trying to get needle that out of him, and he's you know we'll see. You know, like we'll see. That's the way that it goes. So in that way, he is just like yeah. John Harbaugh. Um, Stan, we've had a couple conversations on the show this week uh, surrounding Aaron Judge, and the first to me is. <sighs> I think there's almost been – I think that Aaron Judge is having an amazing season. Right? I think it's been an unbelievable season. I think there are people that are 
I don't want to say emotionally is the wrong word, that are more directly connected to it. A lot of New York-based beat, based beat, beat, uh, baseball writers, based yep. baseball writers, based baseball writers, based baseball New York-based beat, beat writers. baseball beat writers yeah. that are trying to project that Aaron Judge should be the runaway MVP of the American League, that there should be no conversation about it. And I sense that it's because they're living it every day and they're feeling how impactful it is. And I get that. I think if you're in New York, you would feel that way every day going to the ballpark. Like, dude, how could you possibly be pretending like there's some debate about who the MVP is? Do you feel what this is like every day while the Angels are out, you know, miring through another miserable season? I I understand how they can feel that way. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, I think Aaron Judge is going to end up being the MVP of the American League. But I I can't agree that it's some sort of slam dunk thing or so obvious. And it is a more compelling debate about the nature of the MVP award, the word valuable, because I think there's something to be said for. It's impossible for there to be a, any player who is as valuable to their baseball team as Shohei Otani is. Uh I understand, and it really hinges on the terminology of calling it the MVP, not the best player. The most season, outstanding player. The most outstanding player. Um, in, that, in that case, to me, Otani, because of his dual value, is going to win. But I have a real hard time thinking how valuable somebody is to their team when they don't win. You know. But is that on them or is that on the team? Like, you know, if, if Shohei Otani was with the Yankees and but, Aaron Judge was with... But the award is about value. I understand that. And right. I, look, you could, we could argue that the Angels are 25 games behind Houston. If they didn't have Otani, they'd be... How far back would they be? They'd probably be 38 games or 40 games less than the Astros. But where is the value in, in being 20 more wins when you still lose 90 games. Uh, it's to, a, me, to me, the value is, is Aaron Judge is the most valuable player. If you take him, if you take him out of their everyday lineup, uh, this team would really they, – they, they'd barely be a playoff but, team. But, but if, I, let me go back. If you switch the two, yeah. if you put Aaron Judge on the Angels and Shohei Otani on the Yankees, would the Angels be much better? Would the Yankees be any worse? I mean, I, I get the way you're asking that question. The, the Angels don't have Garrett Cole mm-hmm. and and Araldis Chapman and whomever else is pitching for the Yankees right now that I can't think of. But uh, I understand what you're saying. But to me, I'm always going to pick the player that's with the winning team. And by the way, I do think it, this goes back to why I think Aaron Judge is going to win. Like yeah. I think Aaron Judge is going to win the MVP. Well, you're very good at arguing both sides of the point. But I just, it's the idea. I keep seeing this from from New York writers. That right. There's no argument. There's no. He's the run. Like, and I don't. I, I there is the flip side, which is, do we have to almost say, well, you can't just make it be Shohei Otani every year. We almost have to be like grading on a curve mm-hmm. when we talk about these conversations. I mean, look, it's... I, I don't, by the way, for I, what it's worth, Aaron Judge's war is actually higher than Shohei Otani's war this season. So that, you know, yeah. even even with Shohei Otani being a two-way player, that to me is the most compelling argument for Aaron Judge's MVP. The most interesting thing about Aaron Judge to me, though, is the contract 
that somehow, and I just wanted to go over this real quick, uh, because we could argue this back and forth, and we probably will next year as well. There'll be somebody else. But I just wanted to go over the Yankees contract offer was what, for $215 million? Uh, but but again, what Aaron Judge fails to take into account a little bit is in 2018... Seven years, 213 and a half. Okay, which is an average of how much? I'm uh, sorry. That'd be $30 million. $30 million. So, yeah, yeah. I, look, there's no question that Judge's year this year is probably like a $50 million right. value. But He's not likely to hit 60 home runs every season. In 2018, well, the reason he's not likely to is what I'm getting yeah. at. In 2018, he played in 112 games. 2019, he played in 102 games. In 2020, he played in 28 games. My point is, he is not exactly the statue the most durable, for durability. Right. You yeah. know, so yeah, last year he had 39 home runs and he played in 148 games. This year he's probably going to play in about 153 or something, and he's probably going to hit 64, 63, 64 home runs, driven in 128 runs. But when he negotiates a contract, I think it's incumbent on both sides to be fair, and I don't think the Yankees' offer is that insulting I, I, when I, they made it. I understand what you're saying, and I'm I'm going to push back on that a little bit. So now you're going to say how valuable he it, is. It's, it's less about his value. It really is less about his yeah. value and more. I don't think it's, in a, it's a player's obligation to be fair in any way, right? Like, I disagree with that part of it. Um, I, I like there's a romantic feeling of, hey, I want to make I want to help you guys out and I want to be here mm-hmm. and I want to make this work. But we just all know that's not how that business operates like that business doesn't work that way. Now, guaranteed contracts make it far different than football, where the first opportunity to a football team will cast you aside. Right. But like it's just never been how professional sports have, have operated that we will always, always, always have your best interests in mind and and you should always have our best interests in mind. I think Aaron Judge's only obligation is to get as much money as he can possibly get. And clearly he's going to do that. And he's, and it's definitely going to end up being more than, than what yeah. he got from the Yankees. Yeah. Um, was it insulting? No, I, I I don't think it's insulting. But, the man but was he, offered- has used, he has used that. What, what he won't be able to duplicate is the same intensity that that he derived out of being pissed off that that's what they thought he was worth when he saw sure. other players right. like like um, who who are the three hundred and fifty million dollar players right now? Um, uh, uh, Seeger got like what did he get? He got was yeah. Seeger got like t- thirteen years. Machado, right. right? And he's saying I'm only worth this. Yep. And he used it to his you know his. Uh, best of his ability and and by the way maybe he can i don't know you know what i mean like he's clearly a generation we've known known for a long time he was a generational yeah, a special, type of power he's a hitter, special right player. He's uh, a special. let's get to the part where so how much should the orioles offer let's just get to that part stan how much <laughs> you're writing the check what are you offering for aaron judge to to, to be in baltimore uh, next boy, season i think it'll be a while before we get you into that you territory think, you don't think yeah. that's going to be the way this yeah. plays out I'm, I'm thinking he's going to be a, a close to a 45 million dollar Oh, I think if we're being realistic, he's just gonna he's he's somehow the Dodgers are gonna add him too. Like like they're just they, this is just gonna be Candyland moving forward. I don't think like, the Yankees will allow him to leave. Okay, yeah, I I won't be surprised by that at all. Yeah. They just ultimately say they look at everything that's happening right now and they yeah. say, come hell or high water, this is the guy. He is the face of the franchise. Yeah. We can't allow him to depart. Um, 
God, it would be amazing if Cohen sw- snuck in there and swiped him away just to go across oh my town. Goodness. Like yeah. that would be a yeah. hell of a story. Well, that would be if it played out that way. Buck wouldn't want that at all. Oh, it would be just terrible for Buck, right? Ah, nah. You know, we don't want to do that to those poor Yankees. Yeah. We wouldn't want to. We've got Dan Vogel. Back. Yeah, right. <laughs> he's he's beloved. Mm-hmm. How could we possibly move on from Dan Vogelbach? Uh, one more thought on Aaron Judge. By the way, today's show is also brought to you by Guilford Hall Brewery. That's where we're going to be for the next Tyus Bowser show, 1611. Uh, What's Guilford, the date of that show? October, October 4th, 4th yeah. 1611, uh, Guilford Avenue in Station North. It is a gem, man. If you have not. I have heard the. It's, it's unbelievable. You, you have no idea. If you haven't been, you have no clue that it's there. And then you get there and you're like, this this is as fine a venue as you will find in anywhere in this city, anywhere in the country. It's a magical place. They have multiple levels, indoor and outdoor seating areas, and they got a huge Oktoberfest party tomorrow, Stan, from uh, noon to midnight. And uh, it's $30 all you can drink. And Will they have the Maryland game on? Of course not the Maryland yeah. game on, absolutely. Okay. Now, now MC Ernest check. isn't old enough to drink, and he wouldn't do that because that's illegal and not cool, so he wouldn't do that. Um, but Griffin is, and uh, Griffin's legal. Yes, he's legal, and we were trying to figure do the yes. math. Uh, if if he had twelve hours to hang out at a party, how much money worth of craft brew could he actually consume? Just, and we're pretty sure the number is like three to four hundred dollars. Right. Yeah. So like ten times the value. Yes, it's thirty dollars for like, all you can drink at the Oktoberfest party tomorrow. Griffin would so be Griffin capable. Is the if M- I'm watching Maryland football, I mean. Yeah, oh, all right. So is Griffin the MVD? What do you mean? MVD? Most valuable, most valuable drinker? drinker? I don't know if he's the most, but he is He is an, a very well, the valuable. Most right. is the yeah. most. Correct. Like literally the most valuable. Um, $30 all you can drink, $80 for all you can drink and eat from their delicious Bavarian menu. Plus, uh, they're doing the Gary Stein holding contest, obviously. We're looking forward to that tomorrow. God, I really meant that we should have done something with that. We really yeah. should have done a Gary Stein holding contest. Who can hold Gary on their back for the longest or something like that? I, like that. I don't think you're going to win that one, Stan. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't think that's going to be you. I've got my money on MC Ernest, if I'm being honest. Um, it's going to be an awesome day. Go to GuilfordHall.com to get your tickets. Just an incredible event tomorrow, the Oktoberfest par- uh, party that they're throwing. By, by the way, last night, uh, do you have more on I the just ad? Wanted, I just yeah. wanted one other thought yeah. about the Aaron Judge thing. There's no part of you I I understand that the numbers are significant for for multiple reasons. And the best reason you can make it is the American League record, right? Yep. Like you that's the best most compelling. You know there are an awful lot of people that are trying to go a step beyond that and are trying to create a world in which Aaron Judge is actually about to be the new single season home run king cuz everybody else it has to has an, have an asterisk next right, to their name. Right, right, I'll never be on board with that in a million years. You don't have to like it. You don't have yeah. whatever it is. You can't change reality. Barry Bonds has the mark. The mark yep. is 73 home runs. Yep. By the way, the way that Aaron Judge was hitting this week, there was a chance he could you know, approach 73 home runs. Mm. But that part of it, there's no world in which I'm getting on board with the idea that he's threatening the all-time home run. I agree. I agree. By the way, Jim Henneman wrote a piece for Baltimore Magazine, uh, which we're running on our website, that where he goes back to the uh, home run chase of Maris and Mantle okay. uh, in 1961. Because yep. it's ironically, it's 61 years since well, that's, 1961. That? I even thought about that. Yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah. Uh, last night, uh, all of a sudden, I'm watching my news programs after the Oriole game and everything, and all of a sudden – it's. I see. There's one game going on, and it's one to one, 
in the Dodger Arizona yes. game at Dodger Stadium. So I know Christian Walker hit a home run last night. Well, that's what happened in yeah. the top of the ninth inning. Um, Craig Kimbrell's pitching. Okay. And he looks pretty good. Craig, uh, Christian Walker's up at the plate. And I go, well, he's going to take care of Christian Walker. And there's a guy on first base who steals second. Then they review the play, and he was out, which okay. he was out. And you think, ah, oh, that's it. Kimbrell will get out of this inning. Kimbrell gives up a home run to Christian Walker in the top of the ninth inning. They're up 2-1. to one. They brought in a guy that, again, was sort of like the Dan Vogelback of okay, pitchers. Okay. I've you never heard of this game. Yeah, his body. Yes. He looked like Porky Pig, a Mexican <laughs> Porky Pig. He, um, but Rich Garces, is that who it was? No, it was, it was almost like that guy, Luis Ortiz, oh, okay. that we picked yeah. up in the Brewers yeah. trade. This guy was terrible. And sure enough, they, they end up with the bases loaded, and they bring in this left-handed pitcher, who I really would like the Orioles to get, Joe Manipley. Okay. I, I really like him. But they got like an infield hit off him. All of a sudden, they got the bases loaded. He gets the second out, and there comes Mookie Betts. And Mookie lashes it down the left field line. Of course he does. And the Dodgers get away with a win. But the Dodgers, they've got an interesting, interesting problem. I think they're the best team in baseball. There's no doubt. But when they get to the ninth inning, they're not the best team in baseball. That's fair. That's fair. All right. Um, We had to do this a little bit earlier on because uh, he does a radio show during the same time frame up in Boston. But we had an opportunity to catch up with Patriots color analyst Scott Zolak to preview Sunday's game. Let's take a listen right now on GCR. Coming up this Sunday, Ravens-Patriots in Foxborough. Let's head up there right now, chat with a man who, of course, is the Patriots radio color analyst, a host on 98.5 The Sports Hub, and most importantly, he a terp, as we like to say around here. He's former Maryland quarterback, Mr. Scott Zolak, and he's with us now on GCR. Zoe, what's going on, man? How are you? Uh, you know, it's Raven Week, because I always go on with you guys. Appreciate you having me on. Um, and I see the Terps are bringing out the throwback. Uh, for the Michigan State. Game. That's right. They're doing the uh, the script helmet, man. You got to be fired up wear about them, that. Wear them every damn game. Get rid of that. <laughs> that. I Scott, love the Maryland flag. I got one hanging in my garage, but uh, we don't want that on the helmet. Scott, do you wear your Maryland helmet while you're doing the Patriot games? I wear my Maryland helmet when I'm driving because Boston traffic's <laughs> awful. <laughs> A lot of double parkers out there up in Boston. Hey, hey, real quick, because obviously we want to talk Ravens Patriots. Um, yeah, how yeah. how you feeling right now, right? Like Maryland's got to go to Michigan on Saturday. They and they got a nice win over SMU. Mike Loxley, I think, has done about as well of a job as we could have expected him to do when he took over, given the circumstances. Yeah. Like I. You know, it, you don't want to say too much. I don't want to go too crazy. Like, they're, they're still struggling to kind of break through in the Big Ten, but it feels like they're moving in the right direction. It does. It does feel like that. You know, and I got a lot of buddies that are that, – that, that know Loxie, and I think um, Philly's doing a good job. You never know with Michigan. Like, Michigan can beat them by 25. Michigan can get, up, get upset by 10. You know, it's, they're a weird team. They're a weird team to gauge. They really are. All right. Well, we will hope but for the – I like, I like where the program's at. I like that. We like the sounds of that. Um, okay, so I was talking to Sal Palantonio yesterday, and yep. Sal said oh, there is no there is no world where this Patriots team should beat this Ravens team. And I thought that was a bit bullish, considering you know the Ravens didn't look so hot the last time we saw them. Um, right. I, obviously, he was making a bigger statement about the Patriots. Um, what are are the Patriots? 
less of a threat. Like, we're so used to The Ravens never won a, a regular season game in Foxborough, Scott. Like, right. we're, we're still dealing with the hangover. But are we accepting at this point the Patriots truly have taken a step back, or is that still a dangerous thing to say about a team that's coached by Bill Belichick? I mean, there's 15 games left. To say they took a step back, I mean, they went 10-7 and last year, found a way to get into the playoffs. Now, you lost a lot, right? You lose Josh McDaniels, and Bill chooses to go this direction with Matt Patricia as the coordinator and, and line coach. So they, they sort of rewarded everything, put in a more streamlined system, but I think the team is still trying to learn, including Mac Jones. And I don't think that's why Mac looks as great as he did last year yet. I don't think he's comfortable in it. But I think once they get there, you know, there's, there's, there's a cushion in the schedule coming up here. We got Baltimore this week, obviously, and then it's Green Bay, and then you get into the Clevelands, the Detroits, the Colts, uh, the Jets. So, I mean, there's a, there's a chance to rate the ship there a little bit. We won in Pittsburgh last week. I don't care who the hell the quarterback is. Trubisky's not great. Saw that last uh, the other night. Um, and it, Pittsburgh's a, a decent team. I mean, you, anytime you win in Pittsburgh, it's a good win. You guys know that. Yep. Uh, you guys hate Pittsburgh. Yes. Um, and, I hey, we, we went toe-to-toe with Miami. It's not like you're trying to look for any silver lining. You know, Mac Jones gets strip sacked. They get seven points there. That was basically the game. Uh, but we don't give big plays up over the top. I think, I think the way they played Lamar uh, during that COVID year in the rain game, the Cam Newton year. Mm-hmm. You know, I think they learned a lot from that Sunday night game a couple of years back when Brady was there and we were eight zero. Um, so I think you know the spacing. We got younger on defense. Um, hopefully, we'll be able to defend Lamar a little bit better than other teams. Wasn't that wasn't that the game, Scott? That uh, our center kept throwing the ball about. 15 feet the over weather, Lamar's the weather head. Was brutal. God, the weather God, was brutal. Was that Bingo. Yeah, 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 no doubt. Yeah, yeah. Scott Zolak is but with I mean, us. Yeah, go ahead. Go, all right, Scott Zolak is with us. <laughs> Patriots color analyst. Yeah, I love Scott. This is the best. I love doing these. So, so okay, the, the roadmap, what the Patriots yep. want, right? Like, when, when they face the Ravens on Sunday, do we assume it's a, a defensive, low-scoring game, um, that that comes down to a key possession at the end. They get a defensive stop. Like, is that ideally the Patriots' roadmap to beating a team like the Ravens on Sunday? I would think so. Yeah, I just don't let Lamar get going. You know, don't let him get in rhythm. Try and keep him in the pocket. Um, <clears throat> you know, we don't score a lot of points. You know, I think what we're averaging twelve points. Uh, but the defense is pretty good. Like we were number two in scoring defense last year at around seventeen, eighteen points a game. And I think if you keep it around 20, I think we got a chance to be. Bill likes to muddy the game up, you know, let it come down to coaches. Now the Ravens are very well coached, too. Uh, but it's crazy, man. You look at this league. This whole league's upside down. Uh, other than Buffalo, you know, I don't know if there's, a runner, uh, there's another team that looks like a runaway train like they do. Uh, I think it's Buffalo ahead of everybody right now. Yeah, it does look that way. Scott, um, I'm wondering offensively, who are the weapons yeah. that Mac has to, to use? Uh, Aguilar got, he had a good game last week. Nelson Aguilar, uh, did not have a good year last year. You know, he's making like 15 million bucks this year. Uh, Kendrick Bourne was in the doghouse all summer. I don't really know what all the issues are behind that. We got to get him up and going and he started to play more. Jacoby Myers is really <clears throat> Max go-to guy, former quarterback and kind of plays the slot. He's a big kid, six, <clears throat> four, but he, he knows how to run that slot position. And uh, Hunter Henry really hasn't done much yet from the tight end position, but you know, we'll see. I mean, we've got yeah. good backs. We've got Damian Harrison, Ramondre Stevenson. So 
once we get everybody on the field rolling at the same time, it should look better for Mac. There are a lot of still connections, um, the former Ravens that are up that way, and kind of Matt Judon leads yeah. the list, I think, of, of the significant former Ravens up that way. Right. Um, I know Matt came up there and, and really seemed it, like it looked like money well spent. Is everybody up there still happy with Matt Judon's performance? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he came on like gangbusters at the beginning of last year. Um, so you look at you know what he's been able to do, you know, trying to conform to what Bill wants him to do. Bill has very role specific type defensive players, and I think once Matt caught onto that, you know, he really picked it up. And I think he got nicked up at the end of the year, wasn't the same health wise, but played through it. Um, he's fun. He's fun to have around. He's, uh, he's engaging. Uh, he's got, he's got a great personality and, uh, he, oh, he was talking this week about sort of the hatred for new England, you know, that obviously Suggs instilled down there and all mm-hmm. you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's uh, got, I'm just, I mean, those are some pretty good years, by the way. Like, like that's the thing. Those are great games, it, man. It, it doesn't. It doesn't maybe ring the same way that's coming up. But like, dude, you are. So, when we think about Patriots Ravens, like, yeah, yeah, that didn't. Those those years did not suck, man. Like Tom Tom Brady yeah. on one side, Ray Lewis, said Reed, even Joe Flacco. You know, a couple and the Ray Rice game, obviously in the playoffs. Like, yep, dude. It, other other than us thinking about you know one particular AFC Championship game uh, that doesn't sit well with us. Those were some pretty good years. What's they really were, and I, people ask me that all the time. What's your what's your favorite game? Which Super Bowl? I said, I tell you what, it was that divisional game against the Ravens here. Um, you guys were up twice, fourteen, and we came back to uh, win that. Uh, yeah, um, but no, but like uh. our stadium doesn't shake. Like you know, you know, down here in Baltimore, that stadium doesn't shake. That was the first time I ever felt the stadium really like vibrate and shake. Like the the noise level was unreal. Wow. What's, I'm trying to I'm trying to discern what the weather's going to be like. It looks like it's due to it's going to be in the low 70s and rain late in the afternoon. Is that what you're hearing? Yeah, um, yeah. I think there's a chance of rain, but it's pretty clear. Saturday's going to drop a little. We're down in the 60s now. You know, falls officially here, but it should be cool and crisp. Uh, I don't think it. I don't think really weather as far as water and rain is going to really affect the game. By, by the way, uh, cool and crisp is exactly the way. That's football weather, man. Like that that's football. cool, crisp, man. Yeah, right. No I, I love those words, Scott, Scott. Look, I'm you know, I, I guess let me. I'm going to say this in the nice way possible because I know what I'm asking, right? Like when I, I'm not saying, is there some word world, world like where Bill Belichick's in trouble? The man's Bill Belichick. Like I know what I'm saying, right? But but what is sort of the feeling up there about the direction of the team in general? And whether Mac is the answer, like, is, yeah. is there an anxiousness? Is there a nerve? You know, you do this for four hours every day. You talk to everybody. Like, is yeah. there a nervousness about the overall direction of the Patriots? I think so. Based on you know, the offense hasn't looked great, but they 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 had a good week last week. Um, you know, it's a roll of the dice. What he's doing with Matt Patricia, uh, but hey, it's Bill's team. This is Bill's decision. Um, I think where people are critical are of the drafts, the misfires. You know, you know. Isaiah Wynn, um, who's, who's a tackle. You know, he was drafted in the first round. Sonny Michelle already traded. You know, to kill Harry never worked out. You know, some of Bill's picks and drafts, you know, from a depth standpoint, uh, has not worked. Um, and that's where people are critical of him. That's why they went out and spent $250 million in the offseason last year. You know, I'm looking at, at what uh, Jerry Jones is trying to drum up in, in Dallas right now by impl- uh-huh. implying that he, he'd really like to see Cooper Rush – uh, you know, make it a make it a quarterback controversy. Uh, in in New England right now is the is are the crafts 
kind of on board with Bill Belichick right now, or is there a little yeah. bit of a, a dance starting to take place? I don't, I don't sense any of that. Uh, I'm very friendly with both. <laughs> um, I think Robert does a fantastic job uh, running the organization part of the business, and then he lets Bill do the football and do all the football decisions. Um, I'm sure they have meetings. You know, and I'm sure Robert does question him because Robert is a fan at first Yep. Uh, about certain things. But I think what he learned over the years through Parcells, through Pete Carroll, now to Bill, is that you know it's best served to not act like Jerry Jones, <laughs> do radio <laughs> shows, and, and meet in the locker room and hold court. Um, I don't know why Jerry would do that. Talk yeah. about that after you pay Dak all that money. You're paying Dak $40 million a year. I wouldn't open my mouth about Cooper Rush. Exactly. Right. I agree, yeah, I agree you, with you. You want him to go win a football game on yeah. Sunday, but, yeah, maybe that's about yeah. the extent of it. Like, that's all you need to say. All right, he is, of course, the great Scott Zolak, the former Terp, and you will, uh, you, I mean, you probably be not be listening to the radio broadcast, but if you happen to be in New England, if you're making the trip up this weekend with the Ravens, you'll, of course, hear his broadcast, 98.5 The Sports Hub, at Scott Zolak on Twitter. So always appreciate you, man. Thank you for taking a couple of minutes for us, as always. I am sure we'll be talking again soon, all right? No problem, guys. I appreciate it. Go Terps. That is Scott Zolak, of course, Patriots color analyst, getting ready for Sunday's game against the Ravens. Today's show also brought to you by Your Neighborhood Glory Days Grill, where the Oktoberfest menu is available and is delicious. They're real, and they're spectacular. God, love me some Oktoberfest menu at Glory Days Grill. The chicken schnitzel, the uh, the Bavarian burger with the pretzel bun, the brewer sausage platter, the brewer sausage sandwich, the slam dunk pretzels, the cheddar ale soup. See everybody noticing that uh, today is officially the first day of fall. A lot of talk about it being hoodie weather. About the seeing a lot of quarter zips in my life. I mean, I'm gonna today. go. I'm gonna go to the Oreo game tonight, and I actually have to think about layering up. You're gonna layer up. Yeah, right. It's that layer time. Up. I know it's good for that uh, type of weather, a little cheddar ale soup over at Glory Days Grill. That's the way to go, glorydaysgrill.com, to get your order in. You're wearing, you walked a quarter zip, or is that, what is that, a quarter zip? Yeah, it's a quarter zip that Stan's got on today, absolutely. Very nice. It is quarter zip season, for sure, This that still, time of year. I still, I don't know what it is. I can still wear shorts, oh, though, for I, a good while. It is my favorite, it's like a stretch of a week, maybe yeah. two weeks, yep. where it's hoodie or some over, I don't know, this is or, a, it's That's like a windbreaker. Weather. That's yeah, like, like a wind- a, but it's like a quarter zip windbreaker That's type. Nice it's flannel situation. weather. Flannel weather is the best. But That's with shorts, right? It's yeah, the, yeah. it like I don't know it's how to explain it with shorts. Look. Now you do know if you end up being out at night right now, you're going to regret the decision to have worn shorts. There's no question about it. We are doing an event at my uh, kid's school this evening with other parents, which I am not looking forward to. And <laughs> you don't like. You're I'm, sure, I'm sure they're lovely people. I don't know them, um, but it's fine. Put yourself out. Put yourself I, out. Shake Stan, a hand. Stan, I don't. I kiss a kiss a what? Uh, yeah. Who am I kissing? <laughs> I don't know if my Mrs. Clark would love that. Um, I'm going. It's. I believe if I remember now. Last year it was outdoor, but I don't know if that was just because of the pandemic. Maybe this year it will be indoor inside the school, yeah. and so it won't be the same problem. But if it's outdoor again this year, I know that at some point tonight I'm going to say I regret the decision that I made. To go with shorts today because it will that that moment will hit. The good news about it is I might be able to use it as an excuse for why we need to leave. That might be the the long play here is that at some point during the evening I say, "Baby, I got more shorts. It's just getting cold. Do you think maybe maybe we might think about making our exit mm-hmm. at this point?" Like, mm-hmm. and then I, I get it. I point out a few. She does she does that stuff all the time, to- all the time, uh, and she likes to stay long. 
opposite. Uh, she likes normally to go too. she's the t- no she's normally the type that wants to go because she wakes up at like four in the morning to go play with her horses. Okay, and so that's like legitimately like, that's not a euphemism. Like she's she rides horses. That's her thing. Um, <laughs> so she likes to go to bed very early. Like she likes to be in bed by eight o'clock if possible, nine o'clock at the latest. So typically, when we go to a social gathering that where we want to be, she's, she's it's very frustrating get, yeah. because she kind of you'll start seeing her do the. Like, oh. I'm like, oh, stop it! I'm having fun. Stop! But this one, because I don't want to be there, she will definitely have no interest in leaving. Right? She's gotcha. going to be soaking it in. Gotcha. And I'm going to be the one that's going to have to pull the. Man, it's getting a little. It's getting a little chilly. I just. I didn't wear pants today. It was a real mistake. I'm going to have to start playing that. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, MC Ernest, did you prepare Young Utes for today? Uh, I have a couple topics we could talk about. Did you prepare the segment or did you just loosely find topics? You want to wait one more week for this so we can define it a little bit better? Sure. Okay. I mean, I have I have some things have, we could talk about. Do you about. have three? Let, let's see. So Young Utes, Stan, is a segment we've done for a long time with various interns where we just have them tell us what the young people are talking about because I'm officially You're moving into- older. Right. I'm yeah. 39. I don't know everything that the young- 39. Stop. I know I'm not- I'm, I know you're a few years yeah. ahead of me, but I'm, I'm out of it on a lot of things. And so- I want to know what young people care about, what young people are concerned about. And so we have our resident young people inform us what it is that young people are into. Young Utes is brought to you this week by your local Toyota dealer and by a Toyota.com. Make the most out of every day in a Toyota RAV4 available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. All right, Micah, what are the young people interested in? Well, I think this week especially, there's one one uh, topic that's just dominating every social media. Um, there's memes of it all over Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. It's on every social media possible, and it has to do with someone who's not so young uh, dating someone young while in a marriage. Oh. Any guesses? Ime I- Adoka or? Leonardo uh, DiCaprio and uh, Giselle Bundchen? There's no. a lot of a lot of options here. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, yeah. Apparently, we haven't even talked about the Ime Adoka thing on this show. Yeah. I don't, you know, nah. I, whatever. What do you think? I, I don't I don't know it. I think I mean the Nia Long part is the part that right. really makes this very difficult. Like, dude, what are you doing? Like, what in the world? Anyway, so the uh, the scandal I'm referring to here is um, regarding Adam Levine. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> so his DMs got leaked. Yes. Um, Having an affair, an alleged long affair with a model named Sumner. Mikey, you got to get right up on that mic. Button. All right. Yeah. Um, so he had an alleged long affair about a year with uh, a model named Sumner, and all the DMs just got leaked. And they make him look like he's a 16 year old boy. His terrible, cringy <laughs> flirting, as well as asking her if it would be okay if he named his next son with his wife after her. So, Stan, this story is. I did not see that part. Is though. compelling. Yeah, so I have a- Adam does Levine. This a, does this have anything to do with QAnon? No, Adam <laughs> Levine, the singer from Maroon Five. Right, good looking. I know man. who he is. Married, I know him from The Voice. Right, married to a Victoria's Secret model. Right, she's lovely. Right, has apparently not just this Instagram model named Sumner. Apparently, a number of others. Right, has been carrying on either affairs full right. on or at least sexting via Instagram like he was 12. I mean, 
saying might have to see the booty. Yeah. Like that's to- the type of messages that he's sending to these women. I have the DMs pulled up such as Yeah. Haha, how are you such an hourglass? My God, with an <laughs> hourglass. <laughs> right. Energy. Right. Um he <laughs> alleges Has he been stealing he's been reading all of my sexting material. <laughs> right, right. He alleges that he's never followed through. Right. His uh, he, he says he's like joking. This is just you know, I shouldn't have done it. But I never had an actual. She says they carried out a long-term affair. Sumner. Yes, Sumner. That. Not summer. Sumner. 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 And he, the part that's legitimate is he legitimately messaged her about naming because his wife is pregnant. Yeah. So word for word, he DM'd her on Instagram. Okay. Serious question. I'm having another baby, and if it's a boy, I really want to name it Sumner. You okay with that? That Dead is serious. The, but what? <laughs> And it comes off like he just really wanted an excuse to restart the conversation. Like, right. I don't think he's act- – I refuse to believe he was actually going to try to name this child Sumner. I think he wanted a reason to reach out to this girl and start the conversation back up, and this was just his dumb idea of a conversation starter. All of it is insane. Like, clearly, this dude is a man-child. Like, he's got problems. Um, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't really have, like, a – I can't break this down like it was a sporting event. Dude, get get a hold of yourself. Like, just get a hold of yourself is all I can come away saying. All right, what else do the young youths care about? Um, we've got some other stuff. Um, I thought this one sort of related to young youths. And as a basketball fan and basketball being huge among, like, circles of young people, um, I don't know, you probably saw it, but the NBA has discussed changing the age for the draft from 19 back to 18, which hasn't happened since 2005. I didn't see that. And um, it's got a lot of... So they're discussing doing it as early as 2024, which has a lot of implications for the theories of LeBron. LeBron and his son, Bronny. Both sons, actually, because it wouldn't affect Bronny because um, he graduates 2023, so he would still have to go to school right. if the rules in effect 2024. But Bryce, the younger son, who's been really taking off this year in basketball, um, is supposed to graduate 2025, meaning 2025, he could go directly to the NBA. And if LeBron's career lasts that long, there could be a Bronny, Bryce, and LeBron. All on the same team scenario. Yeah, I find that hard to believe that they would figure out a way to get both of them on the same team. But that is interesting. Look, man, I, you know, I've always been a little bit weird about this, and I'm weird about it with the NFL, which is if somebody's of legal age to work, like, I, I've never understood. I get why it benefits, specifically the NFL, your body is just not ready, and you're trying to prevent the teams, like, protect themselves from themselves. Don't just draft someone because you fall in love with how fast they are. They're not ready to play it. They're not physically ready. They're going up against men. They're not physically ready to do it. The NBA... I admit it's probably a little bit different because it's not as physical a sport. That like if there's an 18 year old that can shoot threes, that's not ready maybe to go in. LeBron James wasn't ready to be LeBron James, and he's the most unbelievable physical specimen we've ever seen. But I've kind of never really understood. It almost felt like an honor among thieves things with college basketball. We're like, hey, dude, we'll help you out. We'll make sure all the players are there for a year. And then when a lot of the players started going to the G League anyway and weren't going to college, the point kind of became like. Well, if it's not really helping college basketball anyway, then what are we doing here? Like, yeah. Why not just have them go ahead and play in the NBA? Yeah, now they're discussing what effect it'll have on that G League Ignite um, right. system to well, the NBA. Because if, 
Nobody watches that. Who cares? Uh, Who yeah, cares sure. what happens to that? No one's ever sat down to watch the G League Ignite. Yeah, uh, that's more of a highlights. Yes, highlights correct. Page you might see it on Twitter. Center. Exactly yeah. right. Uh, you got a third one. Um, we'll leave it at that. We'll just we'll yeah. call it for there. We'll we'll I'll give you some tips, some pointers afterwards. Perfect. That was our first foray into young youth introductory segment. And M- MC youths. Ernest, uh, we'll be doing that on Fridays throughout the year. We come back in, we'll get a tidbit and tubular, and then after that, we will have for you segment number three of the Tyus Bowser Show. Stay in the fan is here. It's a Friday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. Experience the best in Kamado Grilling, a complete outdoor cooking appliance. The Ginsu Kamado Grill allows anyone to sear, grill, bake, and smoke all types of food. Designed for efficiency and function, the Ginsu Kamado Grill upholds the enduring legacy of the iconic Ginsu brand. The Ginsu Kamado Grill is perfect to cook all year round, is great for parties, and ideal for tailgating with your friends. Reserve your Ginsu Kamado Grill today at ginsugrills.com and get $100 off on your pre-order when you use the promo code tailgate that's ginsugrills.com reserve yours today Stan the Fan here, welcoming back one of my favorite sponsors, the Costas Inn. And everybody around Baltimore knows the Costas Inn is a great place to go and grab crabs, steaks, salads, soups, whatever is on your mind to eat in person. But did you know that the Costas Inn has upped their game? They are now one of the premier takeout places in Baltimore. Give them a call now to order your food, 410-477-1975. That's the Costas Inn, over 4100 North Point. Boulevard. Make the most out of every day in your Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. See Olympic athletes in action as the nation's best horses and riders compete in one of the world's premier equestrian events at the Mars Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill, presented by Brown Academy, October 13th through 16th in Cecil County. Don't miss the breathtaking excitement of the dynamic cross-country competition or the elegance of dressage and precision of show jumping. There's also great shopping and activities, including a fresh food fest, corgi race, and a beer, wine, and spirits showcase. So come enjoy a beautiful fall day at the Mars Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill, presented by Brown Advisory, October 13th through 16th. Learn more and buy tickets at maryland5star.us. The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Bo Smolka profiles Ravens tight end Mark Andrews' path to NFL stardom, from his late decision to play the sport full-time through having to overcome type 1 diabetes and more. Also, inside, we introduce you to football players at Maryland, Navy, Towson, and Morgan State, and we give you everything you need to know for betting football this season. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily cover of demos, ravens, and terps at PressBoxOnline.com. The Baltimore County Police Department is hiring. Entry-level officers start at close to $59,000 a year with a $10,000 bonus. Some restrictions apply. Plus a great retirement plan, medical, dental, and vision insurance, advancement to specialized units, tuition reimbursement, 15 sick days earned per calendar year, and even further incentives for military members and veterans. If you have a passion for service and want a career for life, visit Join Baltimore countypd.com or call 410-887-5542. You must be a United States citizen, possess a valid driver's license, and have a high school diploma or GED equivalent. The Baltimore County Police Department is an equal opportunity employer. If you can't listen or watch live, you can subscribe to the show via Spotify, Amazon, or Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star review while you're there. Or, if lying isn't your thing, we'll take a three-and-a-half-star review, too. 
All right, winding down for a Friday edition of the program. We got one more break to take, and then after that, we will hear from Tyus Bowser and Marlon Humphrey. Let's get a tidbit. Tidbit of the day is brought to you today by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland, which is, of course, the best place to watch and bet all of the football action this weekend. And they're giving away free bet play. You make a $25 parlay bet on a parlay with odds of plus 500 or more. Right. And then you will get $5 in free bet play that you can come back next week and use on any single game parlay at plus 500 odds or more. So it's just a chance to take a swing for the fences is really what it is. So a cool opportunity for you when you try to win some money this weekend to kind of have a backup plan to your backup plan to back up your backup plan in the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland. Griffin. Which got? All right. So for tidbit, uh, Orioles threw another shutout last night. They that did. was their 14th of 2022, which is the most that they've had in 30 years. 16 shutouts in 1992 was the last time the Orioles had more than 14 shutouts in a season. Um, so my tidbit is going to be uh, first off, I want to see if you can name the 14 start the 14 start. So there's only been five starting pitchers they've used that have started a, a, a shutout so i want to know if you can name the five that started this year and through and that went on to be shutouts so name the five starters the, of the orioles of 2022 and then they had six different starters that were part of the 16 shutouts in 1992 so this year the men dean kramer yes how many times said do you think dean, dean kramer started a shutout Just two times him. four Four okay. times. Four times. Yeah, we're not going to be able to do all that. Okay, unfortunately. Fine. Fine. Obviously, Obviously, Bradish. Yep, Bradish three times. That was the third one. Obviously, Lyle. Yeah. Lyle's three times started a shutout for the Orioles. Um, I, I mean, I don't. I'm Wells? Saying, yes, Tyler Wells did it twice. And Watkins probably did. Not Watkins. Not Watkins. Not Watkins. It was a starter, though. It was a starter, yes. Uh, uh, Wasn't John Means. Austin Voth. Nope, not, not Austin Voth either. Or, or John Means. Uh, they were they were both in April though. So you're they're both in April. He started in April. Jesus. Yeah, who's not with us any? Well, he's still in the organization. Oh, um, Bruce Zimmerman. Bruce Zimmerman. Yes, he, did, he was not the winning pitcher though in either of those. But well, how he about did start it. Um, and then there were six guys. Ninety two. Yes. Messina. Yes, Messina six times started a shutout. Sutcliffe. Sutcliffe four times. McDonald. McDonald. McDonald twice. Erickson. Not Erickson. Mm, Malaki. Not Malaki. Uh, 92. I'm trying to think of the years. Mark Williamson? Not Mark Williamson. Ponson? Not Ponson. Ahead of Ponson. Uh, Flanagan? Not Flanagan. He was in the bullpen by then. Yeah, I think so. Mm. Uh, 92, 92, 92, 92. Rodrigo Lopez. Not Rodrigo Lopez. Okay, these years all full. Right. Uh, was Jose Mesa still in the rotation at that point? Or no. He had moved to the bullpen already? No. He was probably already in Cleveland by then, or Toronto. All right, we might not. You might have to. Rhodes, Arthur Rhodes. Arthur, Arthur Rhodes, Rhodes was in yes. the rotation. Starting pitcher? Wow. Yes. Yeah, I mean, he did. That, and then, so he did. He started twice mm-hmm. and led to a shutout. Then Craig Lefferts. Okay. Wow. And yeah. Alan Mills also. Started so, one like, shutout. I, I just associate Arthur Rhodes and Alan Mills are like two names that I just right. so associate as being relievers. And, and Lefferts, too. Yeah, 100%. Lefferts, absolutely yeah. a reliever yeah. as well. They must have, well, Rhodes, they were trying to make a starter out of, but uh, Lefferts must have been like a sort of a, a spot starter. Day. Yeah. Yeah. Whew. 
Don't remember it at all. Don't <laughs> remember it at all. Yeah. All right. Very good. Tubular is brought to you by the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. Again, ginsugrills.com to pre-order yours. Use the code TAILGATE, and you can get $100 off your Ginsu Kamado Grill and stop by every Ravens home game this season and check out the Ginsu Kamado Grill in action at Hammerjacks, where they're hosting the Mother's Tailgate Party. And there's a press box, Ginsu Grills tent, uh, lovely Griffin modeling everything, uh, handing you your delicious sausage uh, that Chef Carberry is cooking up. Chef Carberry sausage. Coming from my hand to your mouth. Correct. Wait, what? All right. Yeah. We'll just we'll go with it. We'll just go with it. But yes, ginsugrills.com for you to pre-order your Ginsu Kamado grill. This weekend, Orioles, who knows? They got three more against the Astros. A uh, chance for them to try to make one more statement. Tonight, 7 o'clock, Jose Arquiti, Dean Kramer. Uh, that's on Masson. It's Masson all weekend. Tomorrow, 7 o'clock, Framber Valdez and Tyler Wells. And Sunday at 1 o'clock, Austin Voth against TBA. I don't know who it would be for the I Astros. just uh, turned to my TweetDeck account, yes. and uh, Sports Media Watch has a little tweet that uh, Bonds and Clemens will be guests on ESPN's K-Rod mm. cast this Interesting. Sunday night. Interesting. Uh, this is Yankees Red Sox, of course. That makes that makes sense for Clemens and yep. obviously Bonds with Aaron Judge's pursuit going on. Yep. Uh, f- tomorrow, college football, Fox, Maryland, Michigan at noon. Navy, East Carolina at 6 on ESPN+. Plus. Towson hosts New Hampshire at 4 on Flow Sports. Um, not a lot of big games tomorrow. CBS for Florida, Tennessee at 3.30. Uh, Clemson, Wake Forest at noon on ABC. Probably the two biggest games of the weekend as far as college football is concerned. On Sunday, don't forget Ravens Patriots at 1 is on Fox this weekend. Despite the fact that it's two AFC teams, it is on Fox, 1 o'clock on Sunday afternoon. A lot of frustration from people like out in western Maryland and closer to D.C. because uh, Washington Philadelphia is also on Fox. So a lot of areas that are more battleground like may or may not be getting the Ravens this weekend on TV, which is Yikes. frustrating. Yeah, it's very frustrating. I've heard from a, the great number of Ravens fans about their frustration about Dang. that this week. Packers-Buccaneers is the uh, local game on Fox after that at 425, and then CBS at 4 o'clock has Jaguars-Chargers. Uh, 49ers-Broncos at 820 for Sunday Night Football on NBC. Uh, also worth pointing out, the President's Cup continues on uh, Golf Channel today and then NBC the rest of the weekend. And then Roger Federer's final match will be this afternoon. He is playing doubles with Rafael Nadal in the Laver Cup. It is his final pro match, 2 o'clock. Um, I think it's actually the second match of the window, so it'll be a little bit later in the afternoon on Tennis Channel. That'll be the last one no matter what, like if I, they I, win or... This is a team event, the oh, Labor okay. Cup. So he's just decided he's playing one match Who's as part this? of Roger Federer. This We're is Federer. his final match uh, with playing doubles with Rafael Nadal. Um, I think it's Jack Sock and somebody. I don't remember uh, who the the partner is. But um, final. Any, any chance he loses? Yeah, there's a chance he oh, loses. Okay. Of course there is. I mean, yeah. this is who knows. This is not a. It's it's half an exhibition, really. So it doesn't like, really matter it's the, the result. I mean, the, it's his event, so he okay. cares. Like he created the Labor Cup. So like he, he, it's it's why he wanted his final match to be there, um, but yeah, I mean it's still it's still a doubles match. Like who knows how this goes, but yes, this final match tennis channel uh, late this afternoon. When when did he decide that he was retiring? Because all I had heard like six months ago was he's playing. Well, he only announced it like two weeks ago. Okay, yeah, I mean, but he's so after, he never it was really, after the U.S. Open. Ended, he never really you know, tried to come back one more time. No, he he, he kind of physically he, he just knew. said, yeah. "Yeah, it's it's not happening." Yeah. 
Uh, anything non-sports-wise that uh, stands out? We forgot out? the biggest thing sports-wise. Towson Dodgeball is back in action this ah, weekend. Okay. They're going down to Maryland for a yeah. dodgeball tournament. You can check that on the NCDA yeah. YouTube or Facebook. Yeah. What, so some are going to be there. Yeah. Can you, some are be there. Can you bet I mean, on you it? You never know. Griffin, can I get some action uh, I on can, that? I can like, what would you If you, you set the line, what would the line uh, be? Let's see. When they play Maryland, Towson probably like minus three and a half, I think, is uh, what they need. All right. Yeah, All right. like they, they, they should probably win four zero or five one okay. against Maryland. So I'm right. Trying to think who wow. else would be there. Penn wow. State probably they'll probably. All be right. All right, we got it. We okay. I got it. Yeah, I got to wrap up. Uh, so now it's worse. Uh, I, now that I know you're a big John Hamm fan, he's going to be on uh, Jimmy Fallon tonight. Did you did you know that they made another Fletch movie? Stan, are you familiar <laughs> with this? Fletch, the old Chevy Chase. Yeah, series? they yeah. brought John Hamm. Right, is Fletch now? Okay, in a movie called Confess Fletch, which is pretty good. It's really? pretty good. Okay. I liked it. I enjoyed it. It's a little bit different. It's not exactly like the Chevy Chase character, but I really thought it was a good film. I would encourage He's an interesting guy. I love John, John Hamm. Love me some John Hamm. Interesting Apparently, that he does those progressive commercials. He does do those. He also uh, came out this week. Uh, he wears underwear. Big breaking story Whoa. this week that we learned. John Hamm actually wears underwear so do with that what you will i don't know people, i know that impacts people, your life in a, a significant way people just thought assumed that he wasn't wearing underwear i before, guess or? it was a, apparently he a had common, to clear it up That's there was a commonly held thought that john ham went commando and he was doing some thing this week and said no i wear underwear every day so gotcha. that was a big story i thought it gave him a competitive advantage might be might be what yeah. it was 100 percent. now i'm scared to see your dms with john ham <laughs> <John Hamm. laughs> <laughs> might have to see the your booty. body is absurd might have, <laughs> might have to see the booty um do you like allison janney She's got a movie on Netflix. Okay. I mean, is there anything I'm so interested in her yeah, we're, yeah, we're we're at the place where I need to wrap up, so it's got to okay. be significant. New episode of uh, Lord of the Rings: Rings of Power on Prime tonight. House of Dragon, House of the Dragon on HBO on Sunday night. Um, and then there's a Sydney Poitier uh, documentary on Apple TV Plus tonight. Okay, which looks very, interesting. Very good. Those are the highlights. Uh, GlennClarkRadio.com. You can find it all there. Um, Stan. Yes, sir. At Stan the Fan on Twitter. Yeah, it's me. Monday for Power Rankings. Monday for Power and Rankings. And your conversation with Bill Swaggerty. Bill Swaggerty, Monday with Russ Grimsley and I. And uh, next Thursday, not sure who the guest will be yet, but it will be somebody involved with the five-star All event. All right, I'll very good. We will look forward to that. Appreciate you, sir. Thanks for coming in and hanging out My with pleasure. us. My pleasure. Micah, what's uh, your social? Yeah. Uh, Micah.Ernest on Instagram. Give him a follow there. Thanks today. Uh, first of all, I want to remind everybody, because you brought up the five-star, that you can see Olympic athletes in action. As the nation's best horses and riders compete in one of the world's premier equestrian events at the Mars, Maryland five-star at Fair Hill, presented by Brown Advisory, October 13th through 16th in Cecil County. Thanks today to uh, Scott Zolak. Thanks also to Bo Smolka, as well as to Dan Crowley. Really informative conversation with Dan Crowley. We'll get all of it up in the greatest hits section of the Arch! tab at glennclarkradio.com. Tomorrow morning, bat around from 10 to noon with Paul and Zach. Stan will be a part of that. Make sure you're tuned in for it. Um, Reed and I will be with you. Uh, I'll be with you on Pressbox's Facebook page at halftime for Project Game Day on Sunday. Then Reed and I will be post game over on 1057 The Fan. And I think that's all I needed to share. Um, have a great weekend. Uh, go Birds. Go Ravens. Go all the local college football teams. Duke sucks. Ohio State sucks too. Uh, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Glenn Clark Radio. Thanks to Griffin. Follow him at Griffin underscore Bass. We have one more break to take. When we come back in, it'll just be straight in to the Tyus Bowser Show segment number three with special guest Marlon Humphrey here on GCR. 
The Baltimore County Police Department is hiring. Entry-level officers start at close to $59,000 a year with a $10,000 bonus. Some restrictions apply. Plus a great retirement plan, medical, dental, and vision insurance, advancement to specialized units, tuition reimbursement, 15 sick days earned per calendar year, and even further incentives for military members and veterans. If you have a passion for service and want a career for life, visit JoinBaltimoreCountyPD.com or call 410-887-5542. You must be a United States citizen, possess a valid driver's license, and have a high school diploma or GED equivalent. The Baltimore County Police Department is an equal opportunity employer. Come experience Maryland's number one sportsbook this NFL season at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, the ultimate place for any sports enthusiast. Take advantage of our 24-7 kiosks, massive video screens, and watch all the action from the best seat in the house. With more money paid out than anyone around, make every moment more at the new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Glory Days Grill's Oktoberfest menu is now running. It's one of their most popular seasonal menus all year. It features the chicken schnitzel, the Oktoberfest brewer's platter, the brewer's sausage sandwich, the Bavarian burger with a pretzel bun, the cheddar ale soup, the slam dunk pretzels, and the apple cobbler. All of these meals pair well with Oktoberfest beers and Angry Orchard on draft. Dine in or order online at glorydaysgrill.com and pick up your favorites to take home. Glory Days Grill, great food, good sports. The Maryland Lottery presents Ravens' Greatest Plays. It was called the Mile High Miracle, a 70-yard touchdown pass against Denver with 30 seconds left to send the game into overtime. The Ravens eventually won, propelling them to the championship. Another great Ravens play belongs to Diane from Annapolis. Diane played Raven scratch-offs and won season tickets for 20 years. You could be next. Play Raven scratch-offs with instant prizes up to $100,000. And please play responsibly. Have you been to Guilford Hall Brewery? Located in Baltimore's Station North neighborhood, Guilford Hall Brewery breaks the craft brew mold with their great handcrafted microbrews and amazing Bavarian-style food selections. Join Guilford Hall seven days a week for Orioles, Ravens, and all of your favorite college games. Make plans now to watch the big games, play trivia, or bring your dog for yappy hour. They even have free valet service on Friday and Saturday nights. Go to guilfordhall.com for a complete schedule of events, beer listings, and food and drink specials. We'll see you at Guilford Hall Brewery. Tune in to Simply the Bets every Tuesday and weekend at Bookies every other Thursday at 11.40 a.m. And if you really have nothing better to do, keep listening to this show too. And back in here for segment number three of the Tyus Bowser Show, we are live at Skipjack's Crab Deck in Middle River. Would y'all please make some noise for Tyus Bowser, Marlon Humphrey one more time. Rita and Glenn with you on 105.7 The Fan. Glenn and Rita on 105.7 The Fan. Uh, Rita recommended to me, by the way, the Rockfish Bites here at Skip Jack's Crab Deck. Good. Holy crap. Yes. I have had a lot of uh, fried catfish. I got family in the South. I've had a lot of the, like, the catfish nuggets. You're like, yo, is that fish or is that chicken? 
That's what that is. It's good. Those rockfish bites are insane. Highly recommend. With the sauce. Yes. Got to gotta do it with the sauce. If, if you get out here, and I encourage you, it's a great place. They got the deck. They do trivia out there. Amazing place. Skipjack's Crab Deck in Middle River. Come check it out when you get the chance. Um, you guys have a chance to make some Ravens history. I guess, Tyus, I'm sorry. You, you wouldn't. I, I, I wouldn't be a part yeah, of it. Yeah, I feel bad when I say but that. But you are. You're there, you're there in spirit, though. You're in spirit. You are. You are a part of it. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens have never won a regular season game in Foxborough, which is more an anomaly than anything else, right? Just because you guys don't play there all yeah. the time. You haven't. There was that rain game a couple years ago that was... Yeah, that was tough. Yeah, that was, that was tough. tough. Yeah. God. It was Cam, right? That was... Oh, was that last year? No, that was No, Cam. it was two years ago. Yeah, it was Cam, yeah. it was Cam right? Mm-hmm. Um, the Patriots, obviously, it's still Bill Belichick that we're talking about, still right? Belichick. Like, whatever else has changed, how, how do you... Like, you can prepare for players, but is there a way to prepare for facing a coach, a wizard, uh, you know, like... Is there any way that you can get ready for that? Tyus, I'll start with you. Is there a way? Um, no, not really, because we're not playing a coach. We're right. playing a player. So I feel like that's a coach-on-coach type thing, defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator, special teams, just winning that battle. But for us, we're just playing the guys and whatever that they have planned for us, you know, we're going to go out there and react. We're going to go out there and try to make plays. So that's how I kind of look at it. Marlon, when you hear the name Bill Belichick, like, what comes to mind for you? What comes to mind for me is just, you know, he's like detailed, detailed, detailed. So I think of kind of Nick Saban-esque. And, you know, whatever, mm. like, whatever weakness you have, he has seen it, and he's probably going to have something schemed up for you. So if he's anything like Saban, which I hear they're very similar, he's definitely very robotic. He's very – he does not play around, like – Saban is like just when he's in the building, he's just so business like you might tell him a joke and he will be like not even understanding what you're even talking about. And then when he does make a joke, it's not funny. Okay, wait a second. (laughs) We heard a story a couple years ago about a particular type of joke that Nick Saban likes to make a D's. Yeah, he he's actually. I don't know who taught him that. I forget who taught him that. <laughs> I, I, it might have been me, but I don't know who. who like, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. No, 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 no. You can't just blow right past that. Yeah. I You're feel like there's a chance that you taught. I don't know if we're allowed to say it on 105.7 The Fan, but whatever. We'll go with it and apologize later. You taught these nuts. These nuts jokes. I said knees nuts. Oh, sorry. Around when I was there with the Lane Kiffin era of at Alabama, and he took that joke for. He, he's probably still doing it now, but <laughs> he, you know, when anytime he calls you, you're like, oh, like, you're always serious. And then he'd be like, D's. And you'd just be like, <laughs> it's, it, it actually is funny only because you said it, but it really was not funny. I'm like, what? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> so he, uh, he's, he's locked in. So I, anytime you're preparing for Bill Belichick, just legendary coach. You know he's going to have the players right, so you just got to bring your A game. Speaking of Nick Saban, obviously we know you played for him, and, and then they did a whole story of like how they're like best friends, right? There was like a documentary about it. 
I don't remember what it was called, but they're, yeah, they're, they're, they're super close. I didn't watch it, though. Where, I didn't watch it either. I just I saw, I, I saw it. Uh, do you? This sounds like two people that didn't do the homework that are trying to do the report. No, I'm, just, I'm, I'm, I'm just prefacing the fact that they are very close, right? Yep. Do you get to call Nick Saban and say, hey, I'm playing Bill Belichick. Can you give me some pointers, and will he give it to you? Saban, I was, so Saban has, had his favorite children. Okay. Are you, are you a Saban favorite? I was, I was oh. not one of those. Hey. I was not one of those. You know, he, he, he only had his favorites, like, very, like, there was not many. I think he even got quoted one time. He's like, there's been five players I've really liked. I don't think he really meant to say that to the media, but he said that. <laughs> Minka Fitzpatrick was one of those guys. So yeah. I was the exact opposite of Minka when I was at Bama. When it oh, came God. to preparation and caring and all this, Minka met with Saban personally and studied. I was out hanging out, partying a little bit. But so Saban didn't really like me, but I was a good player, so he kind of had to. But I did used to sit next to him on the plane. And I remember I was like, I, I, I got him in a Snapchat one time. And I was like, yo, I'm sitting next to Saban. But he looks over at me, he's like, can you help me put this thing on airplane mode? And I'm just like, it's like the easiest feature on an iPhone to put the phone in airplane mode. But he, he, he really. He would have the most unread text messages, didn't really know how to respond oh, to them. So I think his wife helped him out with that. And now I think he's pretty hip to everything. So wow. he, uh, he does, a, does a pretty good job from what I hear nowadays. But I know he's not <laughs> texting anybody. He might, he might tell someone what to text, but he's definitely not sitting there texting. That's pretty know. funny. That is really quite funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Tyus, I think we played this game last year. Who's the most famous person in your phone? Most famous person in my phone. Yeah. That's a that's, that's a, a really good question. Who is that's a good question? <laughs> I mean, I it might be Lamar. It, it, yeah, I was gonna say, you know, it's so funny you say that. I was thinking it might, yeah. it almost has to be Lamar, right? Yeah, it'd probably be Lamar. Dang, I, I mean, he's TMZ famous at this point, so yeah. I don't know that it. Lamar, Lamar, not even famous. Lamar is just Lamar. No, nah, he is famous. famous. I was about to say, you, you literally just told a story about him going to yeah. uh, IHOP and how he had to yeah. leave five minutes later from the no, IHOP. That was, uh, He's very famous. Was that Black Swan? No, he said IHOP. He said, he, he said it was oh, IHOP. Oh, he got kicked out? He no, where <laughs> you said something about he couldn't even enjoy his food because he was too busy. Oh, yeah. He, I mean, he's just such a nice guy. I mean, he, 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 he wanted to. He's just so humble. It's kind of crazy, but like one person, like one person wouldn't stop, and then he just was like, "Why don't everybody just line up?" Basically, and he just. Oh wow! wow. I'm like, yo, this, I'm like, well, your food getting cold, but I'm gonna eat mine. But <laughs> so he's, but the famous person, that's. Uh, I mean, it can't be Nick Saban. Like he has multiple yeah. championships. Nick Saban, I never got the Nick Saban phone. Oh. I, Nick Saban is like this. You answer the phone. Hey, Nick wants to talk to you. I'm like, oh, oh he's like the gosh. president. Oh, Nick, he don't play. He don't play. He's the thing is, he does not waste any time. So he don't even a couple rings waiting is wasted time to him. Wow, that's how locked. Like, it's just like that's why I say like a robot. Like he's just so locked in. It's actually just crazy. So if Belichick's like that. I, I can see why he's had a lot of success. And so going into this right. week, that's what I was thinking about. We got to be locked in for sure. You know anybody else who's like that? Do you have anybody else in your life? Tyus, you, you know anybody that if you call, like they, you couldn't call them, they'd have to call you. And it might, it's the president bit. It's the, ha, hold, hold please for. <laughs> no, not that I know of. I, yeah. know, no. I know for me personally, I don't really talk on the phone too much. Fair. Like for me, it's, 
all right, what do you need? That's what a generational thing too, and right? Like, why are you calling me? Just send me a text. Yeah, right. That's that's literally me. I'm like, you can literally just text me this. Right. Bro, why are you calling me about this? And then I'm like, all right, bye. Marlon, anybody else that you know that's like that? No, nobody is. I mean, it's it's just it's kind of like nobody's that necessarily famous. It's just you don't want to deal with the, I guess, calling somebody. I get I guess, it, but. Yeah, I don't. I don't have any. No, nobody is that. Nobody that I know is at that. It's level. actually how Rita is with me. She has wow. somebody else call and say, "Hold for Rita." That's big time. Oh, wow, That's big time. I like so, it. She really likes it. You're an important lady. Yeah, you ain't got time to be calling. Believe Glenn if you like. I call Glenn all the time. Like, I'm a person that I don't like to text. No, so not I, at all. I, I, I call Glenn on the phone. Call, yeah, right? I'm and like, she's too. bothering me. I'm like, Rita, it's fine. You, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're allowed to call. I'm trying to do better, though. I'm trying to do better with calling people, people calling me and being able to hold conversations and things like that. But I mean, I'll you, be having my days. You hold conversations with everyone that comes out every two. It's This is different, though. Because yeah. it's face-to-face, is that? Yeah, I, okay. think, I feel like I do so much more when I'm around people than I am talking on the phone, especially if we're in the same area. Like, you can come and see me, I can come and see you, and then we can talk and hang out. But for you to just call me, I'm like, you can just meet me somewhere. That's, that's, that's just me. That's just me. I don't know. That's just me. Hey, we have a regular listener and attendee of the show who's not here tonight because his family's on vacation, but we've met him a bunch of times. Little Jameson, who we saw at Guilford a couple weeks ago. And our friend, young Jameson, is battling CMT, which is a degenerative nerve disease that's fairly common, but his subtype, CMT4J, is extremely rare. And the first ever Baltimore Walk for CMT event, a walk, is happening in October. And we're going to ask you to, to try to donate to Team Jameson. We want to lift him up, the Tyus Bowser Show, because he's been the coolest little supporter yeah. of what we've been doing for over a year now. If you would reach out to his mother, Amber, it's at aireland1025 at hotmail.com. Or you can search just Baltimore Walk, the number four, CMT. And then once you're on the page for the event, click Donate, Register, then click Donate Now and search for Team Jameson. I know that sounds complicated, but I am an idiot and I found, figured it out today. So I promise you can do the same thing. We want to lift up little Jameson, who is such a cool kid. Yeah. Uh, before we wrap this up, uh, Tyus, do you... Do you wait, 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 wait. Are you still looking for the famous people in your phone? Oh my god. <laughs> no, I'm, guys, I am I am He's over here scrolling through his phone right I'm now. I'm disappointed that the most famous person I know is Lamar Jackson. <laughs> I, you I'm disappointed like, by I'm that? just like I, I'm like, like you, there's no you way. thought maybe you go through and you realize you had Drake's number or something? Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just like there's gotta be somebody <laughs> that is more famous than Lamar Jackson. Like, Especially not, if you did I mean, like it the is Lamar Jackson, but, and stuff. You've been around some some crazy celebs <laughs> and never connected with them. But I never like uh, he was on the wait, wait, Justin is, wait, Bieber. Quavo on, is Quavo. Wait, Justin Bieber. Is Quavo, Quavo more famous Migos? than Lamar? Yeah. Quavo's more I famous. I think so, yeah. Quavo's very Okay. Okay. So Wait, do I have his actual number there? <laughs> or is that just... I, well, well, well. <laughs> I don't know. Hey. It says bands and then Quavo. I that don't think I would have saved it uh, like yeah, that. Yeah, that, I think that that's We're qualified. Right, that might be him. We're, uh, it, yep, Lamar's not famous, Quavo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm cool. All right, I'm good. Mission accomplished. All right, all right, there we I, go. I, I, I had this on my list, and before we wrap up, I got to ask. We saw a story on Instagram the other day. 
Do you have a hot tub on your own roof? I got a hot tub. I had to block off the street. I had to Yo. get a permit to block the street off, to get a crane, to lift a hot tub onto my Tell me, balcony. Tyus, tell me that's not the most baller thing you've ever heard that's in your life. very baller. It, it was very, very baller, but it was very expensive. <laughs> I, 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 I would not recommend, but it was worth it when I was kind of soaking up my tears in the hot tub yesterday. <laughs> oh. so, it's very Josh it Rosen of you. Oh, right. He put, Do the, you remember he the put story? the tub and, in and his you, dorm. When he was in UCLA, he put a, a hot tub in his dorm. Okay, that's a little baller. That's a yeah. little baller. Yeah. Yeah. It's the most insanely baller thing I've ever seen right in my life. Right before he got drafted, he put a hot tub. In, and it's, there, there's pictures on the and, internet, too, of and, him oh, It's it. even better. There was a girl who came to a game with a sign that said, like, hi, Josh, or something like that. The next day, you saw a picture of her she was sitting in, the tub. in oh, his hot tub. Oh, my gosh. Yes. That's tough. Yo. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yo. Yeah, right? That's big ball. That's very, I mean, that's very Josh Rosen of you, except for this is like NFL grade level <laughs> Josh Rosen of you. And it's like outside, like more reasonable. He had it inside. That was kind of, that was cool, but kind of wild. Right. I have so many questions about how he did that. I hope it's How are you point. even able to close off the entire street? Yeah, I had to go through the city. You literally went to the city to. Yeah, I had, no, like they legit had to close off the street and, uh. I actually wasn't there. I, if I would have been there, I would have been on IG Live probably. Like, yeah, <laughs> just shut the street down. Don't mind me. So y'all are lucky I wasn't there. I, was, I forget where I was at, but whoever uh, did it, they sent me a message of, about it. But yeah, how to shut down the street? Yeah. I'm trying to figure out like, okay, you go up to the city council and it's like, yeah, I'm trying to put a hot tub on my roof. <laughs> that, it's that, really important. Please approve. I just want to know. They helped me out a little, but it was luckily it was like a little side street. I thought we should get a helicopter and carry it from there, but I guess that was. I feel like that would have been easier. I wouldn't have to shut down the street. Nobody's day would have been messed up. But yeah, I had to go to the city, get a crane, and wow. yeah. No, I, I really to. want to know if there's somebody who had to sit in traffic that day. That now sure is figuring Tyus, out. you have to go over there and let us know what the hot tub is like. Yeah, the man, setup, and then you go on IG I Live. Yeah. You pull a Marlin. Yeah. You go on IG more. Live. Put it on. Put the hot tub on. Mm-hmm. You know, whip him in the hot tub and just be like, "This, this is the foolishness that that shut down the city one day." <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to do that. I'm gonna have to do that. That's crazy. I know. Oh That's man! Good. All right, make some noise one more time for Marlon Humphrey. Marlon, is there anything we can plug for you, man? Anything you're doing that we can get a plug in for? Uh, no, man. I uh, no more podcasts. Studio Forty. All right, guys. It's you know it was easy to get guys during the uh, off season, but this season challenge has been a little <laughs> rough. So everyone, once the season gets going, I'll be back on Studio Forty Four. That's good stuff. But we've had a couple episodes, a couple, a lot of weeks off. But uh. Studio 44. Uh, I'm still waiting on my invite. Yeah, that's weird. He well, I've been waiting out. to get the the injured guys until they're back so we can oh. be in better mm-hmm. spirit. Okay. So that's my problem, too. I got, well, Marcus Peters has given me a lot of no's, and I, <laughs> he kind of got mad the last time I asked, so I think I'm going to stop asking him. But JK and Gus and Tabo, and there's a lot of great guests coming. Then I was going to get Chuck. Okay. But then, you know, it was a little offices and dramas. So he was like, because <laughs> I went to the season stars, I was like, I understand, I understand. So he's still a, here, though. Yeah, there's a lot of good guests coming soon. The Ravens obviously post it when it comes, but uh, some good guests. And if there's any people that I need to get in the city, like I want to get some non football guys, too, important people in the city, 
So uh, maybe maybe you can get Adnan. If you got any suggestions, let me know. Let Yo, me know. if you landed the first interview with Adnan after he got released from jail, holy. Oh man, that, do you know anything Yo. about that? Wait, we'll, we'll, we'll put you yeah. up to speed about yeah, I it. I don't even know. Yeah, Yo, we'll, we'll, we'll put you up it's to speed about it. It's a big story this week. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll talk. talk we'll talk to that. you about it. But that would be actually like really cool. Yeah, <laughs> it would be amazing. We'll, we'll, we'll tell you what happened. All right. Have you ever heard of the we'll serial? We'll tell you a story later. <laughs> I'll yeah, tell right? you a story. <laughs> I swear. I swear we'll cue you. It's a, a Because huge... honestly, I don't know if, if, if Marlon was born when that happened. No, no. Who are we talking about? It's a Baltimore guy that got locked up in 1999 for killing a girl, and then he just got freed because they... There, there was a whole podcast a whole, called Serial. Literally, the Serial podcast started the whole podcast phenomenon. That's how podcasts really began, because of oh. the Serial podcast. Mm -hmm. Oh, shoot. Yeah. So it's he a, got freed yesterday. It's a big and, deal. Yeah, he got it's freed yesterday. Deal. It's been a big thing. Overturned. Yes, oh, excuse correct. me. Yes, overturned. Yes. It got overturned. So we're going to work on that. Right. We're going to work Thank on getting Adnan on Studio yeah. 44. Okay. That Absolutely. That would be a different type of guest. Get okay, you. cool. That'll cool, definitely cool. get you some. Yeah, because you got you to gotta ask the questions. Like, you gotta, you really got to ask the hard questions. Yeah, this would be a good uh, test. <laughs> I need to uh, update. I need to uh, study on the, the thing here. I don't know what happened. Probably won't be talking about the hot tub on the roof. No. <laughs> yeah, probably won't be going there. Uh, Tyus, as always, you are the best, my friend. Love you, dude. Love you, too. Man. I appreciate Tyus, I told him he has to wear his dunks at every show now. Huh? He has to. Oh. Uh, yeah. Oh. Tyus bought um, Glenn some dunks. He has to wear them at every show. That's when he can wear them okay. during the Done. shows. Done. So every he'll be wearing his yeah. dunks during the show. Uh. Next show, two weeks from tonight when we tape this. Of course, if you're listening on 105.7 The Fan, it was two weeks from this past Tuesday night. We will be at Guilford Hall Brewery October 4th in Station North, where we were for the first show, which is an awesome place. Looking forward to being back there. Hey, man, hey, no more glizzies, man. Oh, man. <laughs> no more glizzies. No more glizzies, bro. You got to eat the glizzies in the skies. I'm just trying to live. This man, Can had, a man, this just man live? had three glizzies oh, and was just going in on them. I said, no. <laughs> No more. They were delicious. I'm right here. Sitting right, Get like, it sitting to go. right here next to you. Sitting right here. Sitting right at the See, corner. You got to like turn around <laughs> and take a like that. Did he, he, he dress him up? He got dressed up. Yeah. He dressed up. He, he dressed up. Hey, when I'm in private, I dress up the glizzy crazy. I'm not going to lie. But in public, I can't just be having oh, a dress proud. up glizzy. He's proud like of it. He's like, <sighs> well, this was a fun show. I had a great time. Thanks, Ed. Hey, serious thank you to uh, everybody at Press Box, Great Apes memorabilia. Next Tuesday night, uh, Jordan Stout, uh, new Ravens punter, will be at Wise Markets in Perry Hall again, raising money for the fight against children's cancer. GreatApesMemorabilia.com in order to find out more. Thanks to Maryland Vascular Specialist. Thanks to the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. Tyus, we'll see you in two weeks. Rita, thanks to you, my friend. We will see you on Sunday for Sunday. the Baltimore Game Day Uncensored Postgame Show. This has been the Tyus Bowser Show on 105.7 The Fan. <laughs>